The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Broadcasting live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage in Salem, New Hampshire, USA. And broadcasting around the world, this is the Cigar Authority. Transmitting since 2010, the Cigar Authority is the longest-lasting cigar podcast ever. Grab a cigar and light them up, light them up, light them up. This is the Cigar Authority. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. Saturday, December 10th, 2022. Toscano cigars are made in Italy. And today we're going to go through the new Master Age Toscanos with Michael Capolini from Toscano Cigars and the Feast of the Seven Fishes. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And you are listening to the Cigar Authority, now in its 13th year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. And you catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com. Michael Capolini, welcome back to the Cigar Authority. Thank you, David. I'm so happy to be here again. Last we saw each other uh, live on the show, you were going to get married. Since yeah. then, you have got married. <laughs> yeah, that happened. How's that going? Wonderfully. We're yeah. still married. Still married. Yeah, just under good. a year, and she's still Mr. dealing Jonathan with it. Mr. Jonathan isn't any longer. but <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't then either. No. <laughs> yeah, no, everything's good. Thank you. And uh, some new great news. Maybe yeah. Maybe share with that. We're so excited to announce that baby Capolini is on the way. There we go. I'm so, uh, it's our first, so we're, you know. Interesting name for the child. Yeah, we figured we'd just go real simplistic and just name it Baby, so then therefore, you know. (laughs) Hey, where's the baby? You know, the the reason that we say that too is is because when we first, when my wife first found out that she was pregnant, I, I didn't know what to call the baby, so I. It. I literally said it at one point. By the way, this could be a confession. Uh, I oh, literally yeah. said it, it at one point, and she looked at me with the death eyes, and I thought my life was over at that point. I wouldn't see the child. So from that point on, I've been calling it Baby Cap or Baby Capolini. Well, you have to wait seven years so it can choose its own gender. Okay. Here we go. That's, I knew that was <laughs> and, coming and, at one and point. And nobody puts baby in a corner. Did you know that? I don't know too what to soon? do with the two too of soon? you. It's not a too soon. It's a stupid. Do we know, boy or girl? Do we know? So that's uh, up to my wife completely. We could know. We have not found out. It seems like she's skewing more toward not finding out. It's fine. Whatever. Yes. Whatever. As long as my child is healthy uh, and happy. Amen. Can't you juke the doctor 50 bucks and just have him just whisper to you? So, you know, it's you got to think about the fact that, like, my wife has eyes everywhere. So even if I did that quote unquote under the table, she would find out, and then yeah. it would just. Oh, you know. that's right. She's Italian. Yes. My yeah. apologies. Yeah, that's the uh, problem. Michael Whiskey Miser says, "Don't name him Fredo." No, I, I wasn't planning on it. All so right. tell Whiskey Miser that's uh, that's a good uh, little input, and I appreciate Jonathan it. Jonathan has no idea. Uh, we, well, it must be the Godfather names <laughs> on both sides. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Bruno. Any chance? No, not no. Bruno, but I do love Bruno. Yeah, do for love a dog. No, Giuseppe. No. Not for a person. Giuseppe is a good one, but I think so. This is the other issue we have now. Talking about the child, obviously, we're not going to name it Tom because we, you know, coming from both of us being Italian background, we're looking for Italian names. But also, the uh, hurdle we have with that is 
how the hell are the teachers and the kids going to pronounce the name if we really give it a s- sincere, sincere? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't want my child to be mispronounced. Like, for, for example, if we named it Michele, it's spelled Michelle. So I don't want somebody saying, hey, there, Michelle, are you in the room? So, yeah. you know, neither here nor there. That's, that's kind of, we have tons of names in, 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 the, uh, in the pot. I will not reveal any of them. And you'll you'll. So it's not going to be Mich- Michele. It's not going to be Michele. No, it is not going to be. <laughs> so I see. I already fucked it up. <laughs> yeah, so already, exactly. Perfect. That's correct. So Michael Junior. Uh, you know what? I don't think we're going no. that way. No, no. What about the third? Just skip over Just a generation. Skip over the generation. <laughs> no, I'm named after both my grandfathers, though. Michael Philip. Those were those were my grandfathers. But I don't think Michael Junior. Sound. I don't think it's my thing. All right, let's get to it. Let's start smoking a cigar. We got a lot of show to get to. Oof. Barry, what are we going to smoke first? Well, for you smoking along in the care package, there's Toscano Master Age Series One, Two, and Three. It was randomly chosen what you got in your care package. They're manufactured in Italy. By Toscano, Toscano Cigars, the size is six and three quarters by 40, making it a Lancero. It's a double truncated cone <laughs> is what that is. And a single is eight nineteen, while a box of 30 is two fifteen ninety nine, which comes out to just seven nineteen per cigar. That's a savings of about $30 or 12% off the box price on twoguyscigars.com. And if you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, go to twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. So There's two reasons why it can't be a Lancero the outside of the, the Toscano line. Uh, number one, Dave likes wait, wait, it. Wait, hold on. Let me just step back here for a second so you guys can have eye contact. Dave likes it. And uh, number two, they sell. So it can't be a Lancero based on those two criteria. But based upon the size, it does fit the criteria of what makes a Lancero a Lancero. So as brand, can I can I chime in here? You can. Now. I we're guess gonna, those that are listening on the show, we're going to smoke all three. Yes. So it doesn't matter which Correct. one you are smoking. We're going to get to yours. We're just going to start in order and, and start with number one. Yes. Perfect. Um, what what's what is number one? Yeah. So the Master Age blends. Uh, I'll talk about the Lancero thing in a second. The Master Age blends are. Um, the blends themselves are similar, but the differential between the master ages is that throughout the entire 360-day aging process, we have an affinatore or a refiner that goes in and checks the humidity and temperature to, to ensure that it's constant. So, you know, other the other Toscano cigars, as they're maturing, as they're aging, there could be a little bit of a differential. These have a specific, specific... Uh, temperature and humidification that you want to keep it in. You know, anywhere from, it's really 60, 68, per, uh, 68 degrees. So that being said, uh, excuse me, 68%. That being said, Sigro uh, Toscano Master Aged, we're telling people, if you have the capability, keep it in a humidor. Just because now that they've been kept at a specific temperature, if that deviates to 72, you could actually the cigar itself or lower can kind of crack the, the wrapper and it could change the smoke a little bit. All right. So, so yeah. that's the one thing to keep in, in, in consideration. The blend of Master Age number one is a uh, wrapper from Valtiberina Tuscany with a direct mixture, a 50-50 mixture of Tennessee tobacco and Italian tobacco from Valtiberina. So. All right. Uh, let's give it a cut so we can pass this out. So we are going to cut, cut them in half so that we can all have a half a cigar. Perfect. And then we can get to all three cigars. So it's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand. While all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. And I got a shout out here. We've got Adam and Dana from Belmont, New Hampshire, way up in the Lakes region, visiting us for the first time. Nice. And cutting along with us. Without even being asked, right? They just do they it. They just knew. We don't ask anybody. We just do it. Okay. 
Uh, that's that one. Oh, my God. You were supposed to do the other one, Jonathan, but you just. Huh. That's for you, Thank Barry. You. <laughs> How they the hell was I supposed that. to know that? I don't know. You got to cut you. all four. Okay. Um, all right. Why is this not a Lancero? So my, my thought, it's not that it's not a Lancero, but when people so ask. So it's kind of a Lancero. Will you let me finish? Oh. Thank you. <laughs> The the whole he's been point. around a time enough now. <laughs> yeah, now it's yeah, just you know how to do it. Yeah, I know, yeah, we're we're Jump we're, in. we're at this point. So uh, I always say when somebody asks, well, you know, it's comparable to a Lancero. Eh, kinda, but ultimately Toscano falls within its own wheelhouse. Toscano is Toscano. There's not a, really another cigar that looks like us. You know, to uh, I understand Barry's point, but to Jonathan's point also, I always use the word truncated because that's what the cigar is. It tapers at both ends. So to call it a straight Lancero, unfortunately, is not the way to go. So Barry's wrong. A Perfecto, a Salomon, they basically fall into the same category. Double truncated cone and a Lancero, they fall into the same category. We're going to light our cigar today <laughs> with the Recoil by Vertigo. The Recoil by Vertigo features single action and one single flame, fueled by the patented Vertigo big-ass tank. At the bottom, you've got easy adjustment. On the side, you've got a fuel window, and opposite the fuel window, a flip-out bullet punch, which you don't need for your Toscano because they're already cut. It retails for nineteen ninety nine. That is the recoil by Vertigo. I haven't smoked smoked a traditional cigar in three days. Mm. I've smoked nothing but Toscano, nothing in between. That was it. Yep. That's it. Yep. Yep. And I like it. Yeah. The Master H two. It's funny to see how they've. Uh They've taken off. They really have. Because you're kind of at first, I don't want to say hesitant, but it's always a, a, a an interesting viewpoint to watch our cigars go from the five packs to the 30-count boxes, these gorgeous, elegant 30-count boxes, uh, and, and being put in a humidor. You never know how that's going to go. But we've struck a nice chord with how we do things. Uh, we've struck. We've been able to pick up smokers that haven't smoked Toscano before with the Master Age because, you know, unfortunately, the the stereotype that a cigar outside the humidor isn't a good cigar. Now these people see this Toscano Master Age in the humidor and they give it a shot. Uh, all right, time. so it's displayed in the humidor. Correct. Now they're seeing it maybe for the first time, Correct. even though it was there. Correct. It was there in another another way. Correct. Um, besides that, it's going into the humidor. Why would it be this as opposed to? A different Toscano. What? Why is it more expensive? Why is it? Um... Well, I think you know. Ultimately, the tobacco that we use, in particular, the wrapper tobaccos that we use, they are the top line of all of the Toscano wrappers that come in, whether they be from the the, pen, the Italian Peninsula or from Tennessee. That's number one. Then number two, to have our refiner go in every day and check to make sure the cigars are kept what they need to be kept. That kind of increases not only the, the the maturity of the tobacco, but the flavor profile. The flavor profile is definitely different on the Master Age compared to other Toscano. If you took a butter knife and you scraped off the salt off a hard pretzel, and then you licked the pretzel, and you sprinkled a little bit of flaky smoked salt on top of it, you're going to get rid of the other salt. Okay, so there's no of the original salt. There was. There was salt there, but you, you got rid of most of that. There's a little residue, but you lick it, you put a little smoked salt, and then you take a bite of that hard pretzel, and that's what you get with the Master Age number one. You're tasting some smoke, you fucking asshole. <laughs> That's Bill Burr. He doesn't uh, think we're really tasting what we're, we're tasting. Oh, God. Um, so you said aged 
360 days. So they're, well, why not 365? So they hold the, they take five days off in Italy. Yeah, they, we do. That's what it is. That's for the union. And then after, and like after so many years, you guys are going to miss a whole turn. <laughs> no, they're going to gain a turn. From the point of when we put them in the maturation cells, which is five days after the initial right. maturation, they're checked and, and so right. So it is a full year. When you say cells, are there bars on these cells? Yes, to make sure that they don't escape. Uh, you know, good we have thinking. to. Listen. We're dealing with Italian tobacco. You gotta, you gotta make. Sure I saw that 360 in writing, yeah. and then he actually said 360 again, and I'm like, okay, I can't let that go. That <laughs> no, it's a good question. Yeah, it's a good question because I've gotten it actually numerous times this week at the three events that we did. So I figure there's a reason why you you guys want to make sure you say 360 because that's the time frame that it's under our affinatore the refiner. That's really why we use that 360 point. But it is an entire year. Okay, your English is so weird. You, you you speak perfect English, and then you switch to Italian, and it sounds to me like it's perfect Italian, and then back to English. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Thank you. Is that, is that a compliment from you? Nah, not really. It, okay. It's yeah. called it's I, I'm taking it as he a can, Yeah, do it, because he can't do it. Yeah. Jonathan, it's a different kind of buy. It's bilingual. Ah. <laughs> different. <laughs> I see what you did there. He's a wordsmith. Ed, that was good. That was good, Ed. I, that, was, that was awesome. All right, we got a poll question in a week we got to get to right now, so let's do that. It's brought to you by Victor Sinclair. And it's brought to you by VS Cigars, and each week you can head over to thecigarauthority.com and cast your vote for the poll question of the week. I still got the Christmas spirit, although it's starting to wane. We asked you what the best Christmas song was, and we gave you the options of White Christmas by Bing Crosby, Little Drummer Boy by Bing Crosby and David Bowie, All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey, <clears throat> Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer by Elmo and Patsy, Frosty the Snowman from Jimmy Durante, Jingle Bell Rock from Hall & Oates, Happy Christmas War is Over from John Lennon, and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer from Gene Autry. Hall & Oates made the cut on that it's, list? It's actually in the list of the top 20 Christmas songs of all the time. The Chipmunks wow. wasn't there. You're wasn't missing a the whole list. bunch of things. Uh, the Italian donkey? Yeah, so that's So I purposely got that donkey. off because I didn't want to insult our guests. I literally... Do not like that song. Yeah, I agree. I can't. I just. It's just not my. Hee-haw, hee-haw, hee-haw. And for that reason, for that reason, that's the correct. best. Until about nine thirty on uh, Friday morning, uh, the song that came in second was in the lead. But White Christmas from Bing Crosby uh, too came slow, ahead. Too slow. It, uh, just edged out Little Drummer Boy, and three of you losers voted for All I Want for Christmas Is You. Mm. I have to tell you, I disagree with this wholeheartedly. Yeah, nobody yeah. asked you. I don't care. I'm still giving my opinion. <laughs> the fact that Little, Little Drummer Boy by Bing Crosby and David Bowie didn't get number one is astonishing to me. That's my there favorite. Is no, that is there my is favorite. no Christmas song in this world that pulls on the heartstrings like that song. All I want for Christmas is my two front teeth with, the kid, with, the, with the kid lisping. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Should I have included the barking dogs doing jingle yes, bells? Yes, yes. Oh, the sixties. That was you, great. You know which one enrages me? Simply having a wonderful mm. Christmas time. Yeah, I get that. I understand. That Paul McCartney. Uh, oh, really? Did you know the Bing Crosby and David Bowie song was recorded at the rehearsal for the show that it was on? Bing Crosby said, "All right, let's run through this one time," and that's the take they used. That he was amazed by David Bowie's talent. Uh, uh, the Whiskey Miser says they all stink. The Grinch song wins. Something tells me that that's 
his whiskey miser fits into that. Yeah, his heart is two sizes too small. But I like, I like, I like, I like the, I like the sentiment there. But I will one quick other figure. Did you guys know that that song, the little drummer boy, was recorded? I think it was like six weeks before Bing Crosby died. It might have been less than six weeks. All right. Yeah. So. Nick McTurner puts his vote on for walking around in women's underwear. I don't know that. I don't. Oh, it's. A I good do one. that. I don't. Oh, we weren't uh, offering suggestions. <laughs> Ding fries are done. Ding fries are done. <laughs> that was. A, that's a Christmas song. Wouldn't you call that one? Do you know that one? No. Ring Christmas bells, but sung to the tune of uh, fast food restaurants. Okay, got it. Ding and fries are done. Ding, ding fries, fries are, are done. done. Ding yeah, fries are done. pretty good. Yeah, it's good. So look that one up. Uh, look, so Toscano cigars. We're smoking Toscano. Maybe somebody's listening that hasn't heard you on the show before, has no idea what Toscano cigars are. Explain to the the fundamental things. Like somebody walks in the store. Hey, have you ever tried a Toscano cigar before? Okay. So the the elevator pitch that it is is. Whenever somebody comes in a first-time Toscano smoker, I just tell them this. Our tobacco comes from two places in the world, Italy and the United States, five different regions in Italy, Veneto, Umbria, Toscana, Lazio, and Campania. Each to each region produces a different body or flavor tobacco, much like the wines and olive oils that you find throughout the peninsula. The other 30% comes from here in the United States, in Tennessee. It's Kentucky, Tennessee seed, even that har- tobacco that's harvested in Italy. Uh, but the majority of our tobacco comes from Tennessee here in the United States, um, from, the Ita- from the American side. And uh, the differential in palate is the way we fire here. In Italy, we use oak wood, which produces a creamy... Um, oaky hints of honey to the tobacco, whereas here in the United States, there's a lot of um, hickory notes, so it's a more mesquite, molasses, black pepper on the retro type cigar. One of the biggest selling points about Toscano is the fact that, and and this you know this kind of is a little contradiction with the master age, but one of the biggest selling points for the majority of the Toscano um, portfolio is the fact that it's kept outside the humidor. A lot of American consumers love that because it's difficult to. I to, keep a pack of Garibaldi in my glove box. I'm not even exaggerating. No, as do I. Yeah, and it was funny as I'm as I'm doing the events. I'll, I almost every single event when I would talk to people coming in, they're like, you know, we started smoking Toscano after hearing you on the cigar a cigar authority podcast, and we didn't believe you. That you could just keep it out for up to you know over right. a year, and it's, and they said you're a hundred percent on point. Years, yes, no, yeah, really, really you're, you're right. I say that just yeah. to be safe to cover myself, but it really they, it can last for years. Yeah, so. because some days you have humid days that's humidifying it, whatever. But the the things I have done to a Toscano cigar, it should be. But at Santa Maria, myself, at uh, at Sullivan and myself, I was at a uh, podcast festival. And in my bag that I travel with was uh, tucked in a um, pack, a, a single. You only had the one. One single cigar was in there. Who the hell knows? I mean, years. Yeah. And I said, there's only one. And it turned out there was a place we could smoke. Yeah. And we didn't have cigars with us. And I reached inside this little bag. I <laughs> we have paperwork in and stuff. And it was one cigar in there. And I said, this thing is years old. Who knows what it is? And there's only one. You smoke it, he said. I said, no, let's cut it in half. We, no cutter. No cutter, no. So, yeah. Snapped it in half, <laughs> and we smoked it, and it was fabulous. It was, it was so fabulous because we didn't have a cigar. And Oh, I that's still the remember. best is having it for a cigar emergency. I had one that I had left on the banister outside. I think I remember you telling me that. And it got sun bleached on the top. It got rained on. Yeah. And I'm coming down the stairs getting ready to go up and play tennis, and 
there it is. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to try it. And I picked it up and lit it. And it was like, I never left. See? I mean, you, you can't kill them. No. And, and that's, that's so like, and that's another part of the story that I tell Toscano cigars have withstood two world wars. They're a very resilient cigar. <laughs> Uh, so the fact, maybe not the ones we're smoking now, but you know, the brand itself. Yeah, what year did it come out in? Uh, 1815 was the very first time wow. that a Toscano cigar was rolled. The, the, we celebrated our 200 year anniversary of mass distribution in 2018, because that was the year in 1818 that, uh, nobility and the, and the townspeople started to catch on to the cigar. And it just, cause it just produced a different flavor tobacco, a different flavor profile completely. Uh, and it's and, not a flavored cigar. No. It, it, no. it, it takes in the hickory wood of whatever Correct. From, from the process you're, you're doing. Well, and, and one of the things that I always preach, too, is you know whatever Mother Nature produces, gives to the tobacco, is what we try to give directly back to the consumer. And that's something that we really take to heart. The fact that you know everything that you taste in Toscano is natural. It's done through natural processes. Uh, the natural fermentation itself, it's, it, it's just like, and I use this constantly, it's like cutting your grass in the summer, dumping it, letting the dew sit, sit overnight. The sun hits it. It gets hot. You see the steam rising. Yeah. That's what happened to the first batch of Toscano tobacco that was accidentally wet in 1815. And, and it's been history since, 207 yep, years Just later. keep doing it over and over. It yep. worked out, and yep. that's it. So yep. it's 200-year-old cigar brand, um, and to some people, it's brand new. Yep. And to some people, they've never tried it before. They're hearing this, and they're going to say, one of these days, I'm going to go in a cigar store and grab it. Right. Do it. Today's the day. Go in and try it. 100%. Whatever you've been waiting for. Really something different, and you'll have those days that you'll say, oh, my God, I, I don't have any cigars, and I put that emergency. It's like break this glass in, yep. in case of emergency. There it is, yep. and you'll be so happy you did that. Yeah, and getting it getting it in people's hands is the way that Toscano wins, right? Like it's Because we're not, we're not ignorant to the fact that the majority of the American consumer won't go to a Toscano. I mean, to be honest with you, if I didn't know what it was at first, I probably wouldn't, wouldn't either. But uh, And this is a plug to the Cigar Authority and all the work that you guys do. You guys have helped us immensely get our message out. Good. You know that our message is, is a powerful one, and giving us the opportunity that you've given us. I can't tell you how many times from your side that I get people people at random events across the country. You know, we saw you on the Cigar Cigar Authority podcast. That's why we're here to try your cigar. We had Canadians at one big trade show come up and say, we're here. We look specifically for Toscano because we watched the one episode that you were on yeah. with, with the Cigar Authority. Was that Rudy by any chance? Rudy. From Canada? That's his name, Rudy no, from Canada. I don't think so. I don't no th last I, name. I don't think so. No. no. Okay. Did you ever think of... Did, they you, probably weren't did, real Canadians. Toscano ever think of making... A one-off traditional size to maybe get people that are hesitant of the size to it's try it? It's a great question, Barry, and that's the last compliment I'll give you for the day. <laughs> but I will tell you one thing. True. Realistically, the reason that we don't do that is because it's Lajero tobacco. Mm. A 5 by 50 Lajero cigar. Won't burn. You, 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 won't number burn. one, it won't burn. And number two, if you get it to burn, you probably won't go back to it because that will really knock you down. That is the main reason as to why. That and the fact that. That wouldn't be a Toscano way. Right. That's that's my biggest thing as the brand ambassador. That's not a Toscano at that point. You just look at it and say, that's a Toscano wherever you are in the world. And worldwide, like in Italy, yeah. Toscano cigars are the biggest thing. 96% of the market share in Italy. <laughs> yeah. If some somebody's smoking a cigar, they're not the smoking a Toscano. That's correct. That's it. Yeah. Now, there are, I mean, you know, there are, obviously, there's, other cigars too that are that are present in Italy, but you know Toscano itself. We've just you go into a tabaccheria and you look behind where the where the 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 cash register is. It's a wall of Toscano ninety percent of the time. 
So we've, uh, we've planted our flag there. We're in 35 different countries now. The United States is a huge market for us. Even a drop in the bucket is a huge, huge hit for us. And that's where we're going. And because of, you know, you guys, the retailers, you guys, the cigar media, and everybody out in the, in the audience and listening, it's, it's, you guys are our success. Uh, without without the support of the retailer and the consumer, we'd be nobody, and we're very fortunate to have the sales team that we have that's behind us. You know? So this one is this is a new line, uh, Master Age one, two, and three. Yeah, but there's lots and lots of lines. Tons. So are there different areas that one? is more popular than another. Sure, sure. So what's the number one in Italy, for instance? So the number one Toscano, the Toscanello Aroma Cafe is actually, it just oh. sells like crazy. And, yeah. and we see that here in the United States too. The chocolate, the vanilla, and the Aroma Cafe are, are big sellers in the Toscanello. Here in the United States, it's the Antico, the Classico. And now Master Age is starting to make its way up to the top sellers too, which is pretty neat to see. Well, because it's being, I bet you that's a whole different audience. Like it you is. said, all of a sudden it's in the human door. We try to highlight it in the store all this time to yeah. end up doing it. But actually, in, you know, you see how we have it arranged yep. in, the, in the, our store. But in some stores, if they took Toscano, put it out of the humidor, somebody looking for a cigar goes into the humidor, and they get their cigars, and they walk out, and they're blind. Mm-hmm. Other than that, whatever's happening around them. Correct. So Correct. Uh, that's good that, that that ended up happening. So yep. Um, yep. awesome. This this is the first one. You said it's a 50-50 mix. It's a, it, the, the filler is 50-50 yes. mix, but the wrapper's from Italy, Valtibidina, Tuscany. No binder. No binder. Okay. No. 99.9% of Toscano cigars do not have a binder. It's just wrapper and filler, minus the Stil Novo. The Stil Novo is the only one. Correct, with correct. With, with the, uh, uh, all right, so let's go to break because we got a lot to get to, uh, including number two when we come back. Uh, we're going to continue the Master Select, but it's Christmas season, and I like to include a Italian tradition, and we'll get into that if it really is an Italian tradition. Yep. But it is the Feast of the Seven Fishes. We're going to do that. We have it right here with us when we return. We're live in the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Romeo y Julieta Reserva Real Nicaragua, the Nicaraguan expression of America's beloved brand, Reserva Real. Reserva Real Nicaragua is a Nicaraguan puro, meticulously blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. The Reserva Real Nicaragua will take Romeo lovers and Romeo novices alike on a journey through premium Nicaraguan tobaccos. Reserva Real Nicaragua. It'll steal your heart again. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lining up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co., or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. 
Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Kristoff was pissed off, I was surprised. Kristoff cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Kristoff is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Kristoff cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Kristoff is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the pissed-off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar, and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not quantity produced as a vertically integrated family-owned company. Personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padron Cigars, they give you, the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. This is George Padron from Padron Cigars. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And we are back with Smoking Toscano Master Age 123 with Michael Capolini from Toscano Cigars. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, before we get to number two, uh, we have a little wine to, to taste. Yes. Number two works for you. Yes. We got, we got a lot of stuff going Benute on. Benuti a voi. Oh, Did I say it right? You. Benvenuti a tutti voi. Bravo. <laughs> Fatto bene. Fatto bene. Yeah. What the hell did you call me? <laughs> I called you a fenoit. Don't worry about it. Uh, Jonathan, not Benny. Yes. <laughs> Everybody's asking, what are we drinking? So the wine that we're drinking is a Montefalco Sagrantino. It's one of my favorite wines to drink, especially with Toscano, because it's a higher alcohol uh, Do you have a content? particular wine that is your favorite to bathe with? Or <laughs> do you just... He uses it you know as what? lotion. You know what's <laughs> astonishing about this show, especially you? You can't say anything without somehow you finding a way to. You're welcome. Look, look at your coffee cup. Coffee might be wine. See? Might be coffee, might be wine. It might be. Do you have any particular wine that you drink with your coffee, Mr. Jonathan? Uh, yeah, if there's a little coffee no, left, that. I just, you know, whatever's in there, you <laughs> rinse it out. I feel coffee like we're on wine. a first date. Oh, my God. It's the most, it's more awkward than a first date at this point. <laughs> All right, I'm lighting up number two because uh, who does number two work for, right? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, I, got, I got fishes to get to, and we got some wine. We got to get the cigar going. Uh, this is number two. What makes this different? So, in contrast to number one, the number two is a little bit more full body. Uh, it's got an American wrapper with Italian and American fill. Again, the Master Age number one had an Italian wrapper with Italian and American fill. The number two has an American wrapper with Italian and American fill. Oh, yeah. You can taste that greasiness from the American. 
You know, it's not often I'm left speechless, but you do a hell of a job at it. (laughs) Thanks, buddy. Well, this this is going to do it. So we tried to do an event here a year ago. Yes. Which was the Feast of the Seven Fishes. Yes. And uh, we worked this this event to happen. Uh, Lots of problems with actually getting caterers to end up doing seven fishes. And, oh, my God, (laughs) the, the headache that went along with it. But we put the tickets on sale. Everything seemed to be a go for it. And I think we sold one ticket. <laughs> and there was just confusion to the American public of yeah. what is this all about? Yeah. And and I said, it's seven different fishes, a sampling of seven different fishes. That's the meal that we're going to end up having. And why not? And, well, I don't like fish all that much. And I said, it's going to have a taste of each fish. It's not a big deal of, you know. And we'll go through the process of the diff- different Toscano cigars. It's going let to be me, a fun night. Let me put this into perspective for you. Would you like a sampling of seven different sushis? No. That's how people feel about fish. Which blows my no, mind. No, we're in New England. Is, yeah, is, it's New England. That's, it's a that's staple what, up here. That's what made it shocking for yeah. me. And there's lots of fish restaurants. And you'd think, okay, but it, it just wasn't happening. So I, I don't know if my court is going to reach. Um we just but go over the top, buddy. Be careful oh, that first step. Just, and watch the wine, too. Yeah, watch the wine. Oh, there's a lot going on There here. is a lot going yeah. on right now. So uh, if, if you would, I have the sampling of the seven fishes that we'll get to today. And I'd like to even go through each one and see which one is the best. Mm. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be interesting, right, to do it? So here we go. <laughs> this, this is the seven fishes. <laughs> and I don't know what the big deal is. Because I think we can enjoy each and every one of them. We have the goldfish uh, baked snack crackers. We have them available in pizza, which is very Italian, uh, as number one. Number two will be the pretzel version of it. Uh, Number three is megabytes. They are cheddar and jalapeno. Oh, nice. Why would this not sell? This is the uh, number, number three is the cheddar and jalapeno. Number four is flavor blasted. Cheddar and sour cream. Oh. Number five, you got to help me with this, is Wakanda Forever. Black Panther movie. Yeah, it sounds like you named, you pronounced it correctly. All right. The Black Panther movie special uh, goldfish. Um, We have the um, number six coming in at the Flavor Blasted Extra Cheddar. (laughs) And number (laughs) seven will be the Parmesan, which is another very Italian uh, so Didn't you meet the king of Parmesan once? I did. He was the mayor of Parmesan. The mayor of really? Parmesan. I, I met him in Cuba, and I stuck to him like glue. I said, big fan of the cheese. Yeah, of course. And uh, he invited me there to his uh, cigar thing. I, I, I've never gone still, but um, I hope uh, 2023 will get me there. So let, let's begin, uh, and let, let's have all of them. Oh, and um, is- if you would, Jonathan... Um, I got, yep, I got cups of each number. You can pour some in each one. There's number one. The brilliance behind this, by the way. This the, is the, the idea the of it, brilliance. right? For The psychosis, I think, is the <laughs> word you're looking for. In, in the meantime, uh, while we're doing this. By uh, the way, Nick McTurner said this is the best Dave moment ever. <laughs> <laughs> the, the it's a very the, Dave moment. Feast of the Seven Fishes. We are going to pick uh, what the best one is, and we'll get to. So going into it. Pizza was my favorite one. You think? Yeah, and pretzel was my least favorite one. Well, that's what you think. Well, per Jonathan's description of the Master Age number one, the pretzel would probably pair really well with the number one. And Jonathan can eat this because it's fish. No, it's fish. (laughs) Nope. What, there's lectins in fish? There's lectins. 
What do you think? Do you think yours pizza is going to be your favorite? Yeah, based upon my youth, it was the What's pizza. a youth? <laughs> yeah. Did you say ute? Yeah, what's a ute? <laughs> uh, Parmesan seems good ute? for me, but uh, the extra cheddar. There's a I, few I, in there I've never seen. The fact that you found seven different types of goldfish. Also, mind-blowing. A feat in itself. I got four. You got four. Okay. Okay. I got five. I got a little special. This is very a little special gift for after. Oh, nice. Yeah. I'll wait to open it. Yeah, yes. wait, okay. wait for that one. Okay. That's uh, really something special. No. This is going to be fun because the bags aren't marked. Do you remember which was which corresponding uh, he, he, to the numbers? Yeah, the bags are marked oh, with he, numbers. He wrote oh, on in the back? Yeah. On the front. What, what, this is my first rodeo here, Ed Sullivan? No, I don't know. Oh, please. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> so I really hope that my mother's watching this. My mother just had surgery yesterday. So, oh, everything uh, okay? Yeah, she's good. I just hope that she's watching this because, Ma, if this is what the Seven Fishes was, we'd be... Hopefully she doesn't have stitches because she might have popped one or two. <laughs> Casey Carter says if Mr. J eats one goldfish, he promises to buy Toscano. There you go. Uh, looks like you're missing out, buddy. <laughs> All right, so dig in. Dig in. Start seeing which one, which one's good, which one uh, is your one. Ed Sullivan, you're going to have to jump up. Our audience is welcome to actually come up and – Grab all the bags and pass them out so that we don't. We got I'll plenty let you in come there, up right? During the break. Yep. If anybody wants to be the. Uh, well, what you do with, with Ed Sullivan is uh, you see if you can catch it in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Close oh. enough. Close enough. Uh, I'm looking for number two. I got number two right here. Oh, the master ate number two yeah. or the second fish? Okay. There's number two. Pretzel. I know it well. I am a fan of number two. Oh, look at this. What is this? Three. These are the mega mega things that they were talking about? <laughs> yeah, there was so a the, mega was, fish. Wasn't so, the pretzel one back in the day, regular goldfish on one side and pretzel on the top? I want to say you might be right. Now it's all pretzel. To my chagrin, I want to say you're right. I'm interested in the mega, fact, I in the mega fish one. <laughs> the mega one, number three. Huh. Mega. The megalodon of fish. Ooh, it's good. Number fish. four. All right. Bring me on number four. <laughs> the faces of the live audience right now is wow. Okay, I'm doing elimination now. Ooh, the the mega fish has that's a little number spice. Number five. To it. Oh, that's the one that had the jalapeno. Oh, it's the best. This is Dave chewing, <laughs> smacking his lips. Our five. listeners love it. Here's a five. Five. I, think I still good. need four. All right, you have all seven there. Nope. <laughs> You ate the first one already. Yep. <laughs> Here. There's the first one. Mm. First one was pizza. Wow. Oh, not a fan of that one. No. This is pretty good. <laughs> what do you got for number six? What is number six? I don't know, but it's pretty good. Number seven is the Even Parmesan. the studio audience is not in on this. They no. they want nothing to do with it. <laughs> they had true. the opportunity to come up and get the goldfish. And nobody moved. Hard pass. Flavor blasted extra cheddar is what the uh, Casey Carter says. All this chewing and lip smacking is bringing back his PTSD from the Camacho beef jerky episode. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. <laughs> wow, six. Can you okay. pass number seven? Now, if you could imagine a uh, oh, here we go. sort of a, a, a milder mm-hmm. red sauce, okay, that's on spaghetti, okay, 
but the spaghetti has been smoked in a smoker. Mm-hmm. That's Master Age number two. Okay. I can tell you I've never had uh, smoked spaghetti, but... Uh, but you call yourself an Italian? I know, right? It's terrible. Now, have you ever done any experiments with using the smoke from the Toscano to cold smoke things like maybe a cheddar? No, but that's a good idea. Is this mic even on? Is it on? Is there that we better? go. Okay. All right, I'm locked in. Why well, I didn't I want like so best, I didn't want to be blamed for the lip smacking, so I moved yeah. my microphone a little bit. That's what that was. Dave's taking notes. I am. Who wouldn't? Again, what is the um, the big one? Mega. That's the jalapeno. Mega bites number three with the jalapeno. Um, Jonathan Whiskey Miser thinks you should sous vide some spaghetti. <laughs> He, what is with him in the sous vide? Like he really is offended by the sous vide thing. It's the most accurate way to cook, temperature wise. The chat room thinks Barry would like a floppy bacon flavor. Yes, I, I spared everybody with the floppy bacon picture this morning. I, I look forward it. to it though. I really do. I look forward to your it, pictures. It pisses off a lot of people. Not That's me. Why buddy. I like putting it up. Not me. I enjoy it. Can I have a little more number six, please? <laughs> yeah, it's right in front of you. <laughs> you have all of the flavors right there. I just couldn't tell which one was which. This might have been the best 41 minutes of my life thus far, yeah. minus my wedding, if you're watching, no. babe. Is the Wakanda just the regular flavored Actually, one? Actually, it should have been the conceiving of your child. Well, that's, you know, I'm trying to keep Wakanda's it G-rated. Wakanda's number five. It's the I'm trying to keep it G-rated. <laughs> that is true. Should we have our top three or just the top one? I got my favorite and my least favorite. Yeah, oh. let's do that. Let's do that. I, I agree with that. Least favorite. I like them all. (laughs) If you guys can see Dave's paper right now, he's got them all divided. He's got notes underneath each of them. This is great. Okay. All right. I'm I'm ready. He's come down to his decision. Did you clean cleanse your palate with any wine during this experiment? I did beforehand, but should we start out with the worst and then go with the all right? Yeah, Yeah. let's do the worst. The worst. I'll go first. Yeah. For me, was number four, which is what. Flavor blasted cheddar and sour cream. It was too powdery. It was too fake. There was a lot of powder on that one. Yeah. There was. There was. I didn't like if it. If it was cocaine, you would have liked it. I don't know about the yeah, worst, but I didn't, li- I didn't like it. I'm okay with I don't like it. So my my worst, I have to tell you, I'm not a big uh, fish pretzel guy. So number two for me is my worst. I don't like the pretzel one. Now, you like when you one? say no. fish pretzel, yeah. are you anti all pretzel no, or just, just when they're in the shape of one. fish? Yeah, I just don't. It just tastes different. I am very pissed off that they changed the pretzel goldfish. I think that if they kept it how they you think it used to be, I think yeah. it would be a lot better. But. I think I, that that's a strong emotion about goldfish. Yes. I, hate I think number one was the worst, which was the pizza one. It, it was my favorite as a kid. Not anymore. Really? Not I think anymore. They, they skimped out on the powder on it. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, if you even look at it, it's um, yeah, subpar. It's, it's, yeah, small. it's flat. I think they burned this batch, too. I feel yeah. like a little burn on it. I yeah, but know. on cheese dips, you yeah. want the extra toasted. Yeah. The extra yeah. toasted cheese, it. that's a good Number job. one is the worst. The yeah. pizza one okay. is the worst. Now for me, okay. it was four. My favorite was number three. Number three is my favorite. I'm going to say number three is my favorite also. Wow. wow. Cheddar jalapeno. So we this is it. We have a complete, unanimous victory. Everybody says it's number three. It's the Goldfish Megabytes Cheddar and Jalapeno. You may, It was the only one missing here, right? Because I ate them all. Yeah. It's the Megalodon one. Just mm-hmm. pour them like right on that. that it's paper. bigger. It's better. It is Goldfish. Bigger and crispy Cheddar Jalapeno. There we go. So yeah. something has happened here. Wondering if you uh, 
if you know something, you want to know, this is the answer. And uh, and everybody that-, that everybody that downloaded this episode, and most people are listening on Monday. Yeah. They're all excited to <laughs> yeah. listen to a cigar podcast. Going to work and with the munchies. They have learned about goldfish. <laughs> this is the feast. And why did this not sell? I don't know. I, I no think idea. it's because you were planning on serving actual fish. No, no, no. Uh, Dave Chopper Copper says that you're an official taster for Goldfish Journal magazine. Is there such a thing? If there is, <laughs> <laughs> I would agree. That was, you know, the the synopsis of everything. Was there phenomenal. can't be very many more goldfish than this. No, I, I, I'd be astonishing. Oh, It'd there were more. Yeah. Like two more, three more. Could you have a whole magazine? At least half a dozen more. Maybe maybe next year we can do seven fishes and and not repeat. It's possible, I think, because right now we have a winner. No, if you a did, clear winner, if not you, even a no. It's unanimous. Yeah, yeah. It's if unanimous. you did the feast of uh, of seven fishes and everybody got their own bag of goldfish when they walked in, then then you might have something. That's what it was going to be. So, but really, <laughs> you were saying before as to whether it's an Italian tradition. It's actually not an Italian tradition. It's an mm. Italian American tradition. Seven fishes. Most of the Italian shit's Italian American. But that makes no sense. Pizza, whatsoever. pasta, no, pizza meatballs. Is not, I, I have to. Pasta is a Chinese pizza thing. Pizza is not an Italian American tradition. Pizza is an Italian thing. It was made for the Queen Margherita, which is why the very first pizza made mm. was a Margherita pizza, and there was the three colors: the red, the white, and the green. For that reason, it's I've real. heard it both ways. Yeah. <laughs> now. He's a pro on both ways. We did a no thing comment. before we, where we, we drank something and then we ate something. We ate something, we yeah. drank something. Yeah. When you eat the goldfish, mm-hmm. especially the jalapeno one, yeah. then you take a drag of number two. Boy, the hot, spicy mm-hmm. saltiness comes mm-hmm. so strong from the cigar. Yep. It's unbelievable. But you know what dies down is the body of the cigar. The body of the cigar is lessened. The spice mm-hmm. comes to fruition. Yep. Did I do it again? I'm yeah. sorry. I was yelling about the pizza. I didn't want to make everybody angry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The pizza one was an atrocity. Yeah, it's not. Is that a word? It sure. Is. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It is. And Italians might have invented pizza, but New Yorkers perfected it. This is bad. This is. I, this New York is has the best pizza. I can't. Yeah, that's because you were from New York yeah. and that's what you used to. I have it on good water. authority that the reason that you like that particular fish is that it doesn't make your fingers look fat. Yeah, it helps that too because it's so much bigger and that, I hold this and it doesn't look like a giant hand that, holding a that little That Toscano fish. ain't helping your cause there. No. <laughs> no, it isn't. Hey, Dave, Charlie Patera says Half Wheel picked a limited edition flavor. Yeah, they would. That's what they would pick because it's a limited edition and you can't even get it and it would win, but it was nothing. You know what it was? It was nothing but packaging and the same exact cigar, which is a lot of limited editions. I'm not just saying, not just uh, in cigars, but in goldfish also. Dave, do you guys do the seven fishes? Does Mama Garofalo do that? We used to when I was a kid, and uh, I would have, uh, because I wouldn't eat that stuff, they would make, uh, you know, a, um, a, a spaghetti sauce with, with on the side that would be a non-fish sauce, because even the, the sauce was a fish. Yeah, we have we have one of our seven fishes, is uh, linguine with tuna. Yeah, we go. Yeah, linguine go. with tuna sauce. So, uh, yeah. It, it, what goes in a tuna sauce, or is it just red sauce with tuna? It's literally red sauce with tuna. You know, you make the sauce, you make it more like a marinara sauce, and then you add in the tuna. I think our sauce was a crab sauce. Delicious. Yeah. I've had that, too, before. Yeah. Unbelievable. But our yeah. tradition is the tuna. So My mother's yelling right now with the TV, and, oh, is it this, whatever. But I think it was a crab sauce. I think oh, I got boy. it right. Right now, it's time to ask the Don from Don Raphael Cigars. 
It's time to ask the Don. Brought to you by Don Rafael Cigars. Don Rafael Cigars are premium cigars. Mellow and smooth. Built for every man's everyday enjoyment. Don Rafael Cigars. Now, here is the question of the week. And the following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of the Cigar Authority. Com, and Jeff says, asking the Don, Senor Don, our friend Mr. J has often mentioned how he selects one of his go-to cigars by looking at the foot and looking for darker swirls indicating Lajero and flavor. Don't those cigars come with a closed tissue-wrapped foot? Just in case I'm mistaken, I'm referring to the Aladino Corojo Reserve cigars. Smoke on, Don. Signed, Jeff. There we go. <clears throat> no, that is not... That is not how I pick that cigar. That particular one, I, I like boxes that have a darker hue on the outside wrapper. When I take the tissue paper off of the cigar that I've selected to smoke, I do look at the foot to see if this one's going to be a good one or not. They're all good. But the darker swirl usually has a little more pepper and spice. But there are cigars where you can see the foot, and I do hand select those for the darker swirl. Well, this one, I got a weird one. <laughs> That's, like That's a, a starfish. It's like yeah. a flower a or something. Yeah. <laughs> Tastes good though, even though it was a large shape. I had two stuck together; they were twins. There you go. <laughs> That's like a score. That You're is so all excited. that. You maybe, maybe you shouldn't have eaten that. Maybe that was a contest. I don't know. I ate it. Yeah, <laughs> see if I can sell it. Yeah. Um, upcoming events on the Cigar Authority on our calendar of events next week, December seventeenth. Show. <laughs> it is a food-free show. We are. Uh, questions for the Cigar Authority. Ask us anything. So we're going to look to our live audience. And Barry's going to be on one search engine thing or whatever, and Ed's going to be in the other. Let them come in and whatever you got to ask, or you can go to the Contact Us page and fill that up, and we can have some stuff in advance, or else we're going to start asking each other questions. Be prepared for nobody giving us questions, but hopefully they will get the questions coming in. That'll be next week. And December 24th, we're going to do our show from my office. So well, there will be no live show on December 24th. Those people that come see the show, uh, we're going to um, do it inside our audience. It'll be Christmas Eve. And um, January 7th, the first show of the new year, will be the State of the Cigar Industry Address that I do each year. So those are the upcoming shows on there. Um, Michael, I don't want to ruin your your dinner uh, in advance, but... I think uh, open open up the gift because uh, what I have here today is actually an eighth fish. Wow! And nice uh, wrap job. Did you do this? I did. That's pretty good. And um, that's pretty impressive. It David. really is. Yeah, it's a wonderful. Right. Right. You were able to manipulate look those how, chubby fingers how, and get that paper yeah. not to like tear. The crease is perfect. Yeah, that's yeah, impressive. Look at that. I took time to. Yeah, I did the best uh, I could do. I'm but this is this is a dessert fish, and it's from Switzerland. And this is really something special. Uh, that would be Sweden. Sweden, Swiss, whatever. It is the uh, Swedish fish. So let's try that as a, as a dessert fish to see how it is. How do you say off the rails in Italian? Oh, it's sweet. You'll never eat this either, right? No. Un casino. Dai. Okay. Un casino. Did you ever have a dessert fish before? 
I haven't. This no. is. I might add this to our seven fish dinner. <laughs> and on the, uh, I do that with pizza. I make a dessert pizza with um, Nutella, marshmallow, and yeah. Oh, Nutella pizza is good. Oh, these are nice, good size ones. These aren't. Oh, the hang on! I might be able to eat this because the ingredients are sugar, yeah, and then inverted sugar, so that would cancel out the sugar. Ah, cooked twice. They right? inverted ah, it? corn syrup. Never mind. I'm out. Oh, then modified cornstarch, because the cornstarch itself wasn't enough. They had to modify it. <laughs> White Don't mineral oil. Don't ruin it for everybody. Mineral oil is one of the ingredients <laughs> of this. This well, is that, why you're not happy. No, that's healthy. That's healthy. You should definitely consume mineral oil. It's good for you. Yeah. yeah. And it's a fish, so it has to have omega-3s in it. Yeah. yeah I, that good, wasn't good listed call. in the ingredients, parents. With all the salt and everything, the spiciness, even eating that fish with all the sugar in it. Yeah. That was the best fish. Ah. The yeah. Swedish fish is the best fish. Yeah. I, I mean. It's a red fish. It's delicious. It's a red fish. <laughs> Do you have any uh, salmon kicking around here? No salmon. No? No salmon. Um, oh, so. Man. Of one and two, now back to Toscano cigars. Yeah, okay, I didn't for, know if we were talking about the fish for just, just a moment. Uh, I have both, and I'm going to go side by side because the only difference is the outside wrapper switches from number one Italian, and number, number two, two American. American. Yep. Um, but, it, you know, people will say the outside wrapper is going to have a major, major difference uh, in the two if the filler is an exact same. 50-50. About 50-50. Yeah. Uh, how much difference is this going to play? And which do you like best, one or two? And uh, for new people listening, when we relight a cigar, you notice what we do is we toast up the foot. And then instead of taking a pull on that cigar and taking those ash particulates and drawing them into the cigar, we blow out quickly to clear the chamber of any of that ash so that when you take that first puff, you've got a nice clean puff. So it's like you never left. Yeah, not like you're tasting ash. Two is definitely spicier. Yeah, it should be. It should be, especially on the retro yeah. hill. The retro yeah. two is is definitely spicier. There's more black pepper well, on the retro Jonathan for number can two. Do that. I'm not doing that. Um, yeah, two is definitely spicier even without a retro. Oh hill. my god, hell just froze over. We have an agreement. Yeah, twice in one day. Wow. No, not only spicy, but stronger all around. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. More flavor. Yeah. Well, again, it should be because the the mesquite and the, the you you should get a little bit of sweetness minus the Swedish fish, uh, a little bit of sweetness on the tobacco too from the molasses. Uh, okay, sensation. so number two is is the wrapper is American, American. Yes. If number one was a, th- let's say four in strength. Okay. Then number two, I would say, is a five. Okay. So for sure, it is stronger. I still think both of them are fairly approachable by any smoker. I agree. Yeah. I haven't had the three yet. Actually, for some reason, I have not smoked the three at all. So you're going to find today will be my first time. I'm interested on your guys' opinion about the number three because I have my own. Um, oh, let me still let me rephrase that. I had my own until I started smoking it more often, and now I'm agreeing with the consumer more than I am my own thought process at first, which happens often, by the way. So, so Barry, <laughs> what is your favorite between one and two? Two. Because it's stronger. Because yeah. I would say one There's for me. more flavor to it. It is stronger. Uh, if you were curious, 48% of our chat room has the number two, 30% has the number one, and 21% has the number three. Right. Um, but in the grand scheme of things, it's 33% across the board for everybody in the care package. Are you playing along with us, Ed Sullivan? You mean 
the smoking cigars? one and two. Yeah, I didn't get any goldfish, but they're so. all here. For- <laughs> <laughs> you got I a goldfish? I threw one. I think there's one. a couple left. You'll be you'll all right. Plenty. I'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, my preference is the number two. Number two, you? Yeah, I'm with you. So the guys that like full-of-bodied cigars are going to go number two. Guys that like milder cigars, like myself, I'm going to pick number one, and we'll save our cigars and go to number three uh, after the break and see which one we think is the best of that. So let's do that. Let's go to break. I want to see how it how it works out. When we we will continue to smoke Toscano in the next hour, and we'll get to some more serious culinary questions with Michael Capellini when we get back. We're live in the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Are you a member of the Cigar Authority Care Package? Well, if not, my friend, the time is now. For just $29.99, you get four premium cigars delivered to your door each month. And we'll smoke those cigars along with you during the show. Is that really a benefit? I think it is. We will judge the construction, flavor, strength, and review the cigars, and you'll see how right or wrong we really are. You might be surprised. Four premium cigars delivered to you for just $29.99, and you can quit any time, but you won't. The value is incredible. Want to take the Cigar Authority Care Package to the next level? Sign up or upgrade to the Cigar Authority Care Package Prime. For just $5 more, you get an extra cigar and usually something special. That's five cigars each month, all different. Find the Cigar Authority Care Package on thecigarauthority.com and sign up now. That's the Cigar Authority Care Package. Aging Room 4 Nicaragua Maestro. Named Cigar Aficionado's number one cigar of the year with a 96 rating is a complex Nicaraguan puro carefully blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. As Cigar Aficionado described it, every puff is an overture of flavors that's at times heavy and rich with notes of dark chocolate and wood, and other times subtle and understated with hints of fine caramel and toasted almonds. Treat yourself to an aging Room 4 Nicaragua today. Surgeon General warning, tobacco smoke increases the risk of lung cancer and heart disease, even in non-smokers. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world. From exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of cigar science basics. This is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast. Or better yet, passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. You owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine, Cigar Journal. Available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website, CigarJournal.com. That's CigarJournal.com. Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th Anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. 
The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th anniversary as the Decade on Steroids. The 15th anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Justo and his father, Julio Eiroa are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar, pure authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa tobacco farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba, and after one light, this old-school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family-centered company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop-to-shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. The premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino. This is Mr. Jonathan Carney with La Florida Minicana Cigars, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority. Not Mr. Anything. There's a guy who's missing the show. He would be good <laughs> for this show and love it also. Yes. We are back with Michael Capolini from Toscano Cigars, and we continue with the Toscano Master Aged 1, 2, and 3. Welcome back, everybody. <coughs> we have in front of us... Number three. The first one was Italian wrapper with a 50-50 Italian-American mix. The second one was American wrapper with a 50-50 mix. What combination can this be? All American. All American. All American. Yeah. All American. <laughs> red, white, and blue. Yes. Speaking all, of, it's, they, it's, they make it in all Italian. They do make it in yeah. all They do make it cigars in all Italian. But speaking of all American, I think today's the Navy Army game. Army Navy oh. today. Army yes. Navy today. Yeah, one of my buddies, uh, Mark, Mark Thibodeau, was texting me earlier. So he's a big Navy guy, but I'm not saying go either. It's awesome the patronage that we have for our armed forces on that day. I don't know if you guys yeah. have ever watched that game. Man, oh man, it's just amazing. It, it makes the hair stand up. So. There we go. All right, so let's light this up. Um, all American. So we knew the American last time was the spiciest, most full-bodied because of the American wrapper. This is taking the um, – of number two, this is actually taking the um, Italian filler out mm -hmm. and putting American in as a replacement. So um, I'm guessing – What a balance be between uh, a, an aggressive – pepper mm -hmm. and also i'm finding more sweetness than the other yep. two so almost if you were to pepper up some molasses that's what, what i'm picking up on this that is the one uh review that you've given that i 100 percent agree with 
Really Three times in one day. Ed Sullivan, just capture that, and we'll use no, that really and truly, because that's what it. Because again, the molasses you should get a lot of molasses. It's all American tobacco. I one hundred percent agree with Jonathan. Wow, that, that was a tape from a previous show. I was just going to say, wait, yeah. what? Yeah. Did that happen? Um, we did have in between um, some pizza in between to cleanse our palate, right? From that's, all the salt. That's important. But well, was, what you got to do is you got to take you got to take. Extra lectins to be able to flush your palate from the lectins that you had previous. This, this pizza was chosen on purpose because it had a sweet sauce yes, that was on here yeah. uh, after the goldfish to try to counterbalance. Which I usually don't like sweet sauce, but that was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Really and truly. Yeah, they refer to that up here as beach pizza. Yes. When you go to the beach, the little stands that are in there, they, there, you, there you go. little square. How about that? Slice of there. Everybody else refers to it as Elio's, but... It's not Elio's <laughs> Get out of here. Not that I'm not a fan of it. But um, here's a question that that, um, that came up uh, on the show from Jonathan, and this was maybe uh, predates since the last time you've been here. Is chicken parmesan fried chicken? No. Like you'd order fried chicken and you get chicken parmesan and you'd be... No. Bummed out, right? Yeah, it's no, absolutely it's not. not. It's, it's not even close. It's breaded chicken. Yeah. So is fried chicken. But it, they don't, it, I mean, at least the fr- the <clears throat> chicken parm that we make, we don't fry it. What? You bake it. You could bake it. You bake it. You can it. bake it also. Yes, you can. You, you Very 100%. Good. Don't even try to. How do you set? How do you set the crust if you're not? If you don't just quick it pan sear it. It depends on it's a, okay. Pan searing and frying are two different things. I'm sorry. Uh, hang on a second. So you have no, a, no, 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 you have no, a no, frying no, no, pan. No, 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 no. You can't. You have you, a frying pan. You, you have a frying. pan. Okay, you have oil. A little bit, and, and then depends. you have the chicken color that you put on top of that. You have fried the no. fucking chicken. No, wrong, wrong. wrong. Fry, no, frying is now, when you have boiling hot oil, a uh, container of it, and you dip it in completely, and you let it sit and. Fry Fry and get all crunchy on the outside. That's this is deep lit- frying. And we shallow fried the fried chicken before you baked it. So you shallow fried it. And your relationship no. was going so well, no, getting this along is with each other. <laughs> this is the end Can of the relationship. Seats? Can we change seats? This is unbelievable. And, and a chicken does not have a finger, right? There is no finger. I don't of think a chicken. so. No, it's got a wing. Yes. And a fried chicken must have a bone, is my argument. Also, that's actually a good argument, too. Yeah. I, w- I would go with Dave's argument on that one also. <laughs> okay. So when you take the bone out of the chicken, mm-hmm. and then you do everything the same, mm-hmm. you take the bone out of the chicken before you fry it. Correct. Now, not fried chicken. Now it's not fried chicken. The same chicken, yes. you leave the bone in. So the other half of the chicken, you spatchcocked it, you deboned one half, and you leave the other half with the bone in. You do all the same shit. You want to cock it. And then yeah. one is fried chicken, the other one's not. Thank God I brought wine. All right, so let me tell you. The origin of the chicken finger actually is a complicated story. Hang on a second. Which came first? Uh, I see what you did there. That's, that's, that's the story, right? Are you going to re- do that story, or are you going to ask the question first? Oh, I thought he was saying the joke, the chicken yeah, or the egg. I'm, going, I'm all right. doing what I'm doing here. Uh, lots of folks uh, who looked Terrible. into it say that it's all a matter of semantics since the dish has different names. Some call it chicken tenders. Other call them chicken strips, chicken fingers. Fried chicken. Chicken t- tempura, which you would imagine would be the Chinese version of the Chinese, Jap- Japanese, 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 whatever. Um, <laughs> because of this, traces root uh, are a bit challenging. But right here in New Hampshire, a Manchester, New Hampshire restaurant called the Puritan Back Room, they invented the chicken tender in 1974. However, 
Lots of experts argue against the claim. They said it's possible that the restaurant coined the term chicken tenders, but since then, lots of other restaurants have similar dishes across the country. But it is actually uh, the Manchester restaurant, the Puritan. You have to go. And you, you, this is a big Puritan huge, back room. Yeah, huge restaurant. Okay. Uh, I don't know what the seating is. It's hundreds and hundreds of people. At least 500. Yeah. And everybody's eating chicken fingers interesting and it's a nice restaurant it's not a crappy restaurant it's a beautiful sit-down restaurant and the best mudslides anywhere they supposedly sell more um what's the ingredient in the mudslide Kalua. yep uh, than any other restaurant there is um so something to check out if you come to new hampshire uh, if we ever do one of those big things maybe we have uh we all go and have chicken tenders or something and Rent a big room or do something That'll like that. That'll set you back. Yeah. I'm shocked at how expensive they are. That's chicken tenders. Mm. Um, but that is um, the chicken finger thing, which is, again, not fried chicken. You know, if you would have fried right. chicken, you'd right. expect well, I mean, chicken marsala is not fried chicken. You pan sear the chicken, and then you let it cook completely, which would be the same thing for chicken parmesan, which, by the way, is not an Italian dish either. That's an Italian-American dish. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and Kevin are. Hammond has a point. If you put something in a smoker for two minutes, it's not smoked. Therefore, if you put chicken in a frying pan for two minutes, it's not fried. He's speechless. Yes. I think you got him. Yes. I no. think you got him. Yes. No. Yes. I know you take this to the It's end. a frying pan, and there's oil... And there's batter, and it's fried. It is fried it, chicken. It has been fried. It's chicken that's been fried that doesn't make it fried chicken. It was fri- It's fried chicken before you bake it. After you bake it, you can make the argument. You change it, it becomes chicken parmesan. Right now, let's take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. It's time for news from the insane asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true. Or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4 inches by 44 to the absolutely insane 8 inch by 80. Asylum Cigars. (laughs) (laughs) And police in Western Germany are appealing for help in cracking a potentially very cold case. Authorities say 60 containers of bull sperm were stolen from a farm where it was super cold with liquid nitrogen at minus 320 degrees Fahrenheit. Police have, <laughs> <laughs> Police have taken this case by that the horns. That was Sullivan, by the way. <laughs> it wasn't me. Uh, it wasn't you. No. Was you, Jonathan? Okay. <laughs> it was Mr. Vajayjay. Police took this case by the horns, and they're seeking tips from the public that might lead, lead to the recovery of the load, which was intended for artificial insemination. <laughs> According to the local district attorneys, there will be no jerking around, and those found guilty will feel the full depth of justice. And that's not only insane, it's asylum. God, you can't hold wow. yourself. Is a chicken finger a Lancero chicken cutlet? <laughs> 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 yes. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. Uh, just, it double, is. just double checking on that. Okay, here is the old age question. What came first, the chicken finger or the fish stick? Ooh. The chicken cutlet or the fish stick? I'm going to say the fish stick. You'd go fish stick or would you The go? chicken finger or the chicken cutlet? No, the chicken finger or the fish stick? The fish stick. 
Everybody says the fish stick. The man who widely is credited to introducing millions of American and youngsters to the delight of fish fingers has died at the age of 96. E. Robert Kinney. It wasn't Mrs. Paul? Nope. Uh, E. Robert Kinney, popularly known as Bob, introduced the fish stick as popular across the Atlantic in the early 1950s. And we said it was 74 for the chicken fish. Imagine 74. Me and Ed Sullivan are around long enough to remember when there were no such thing as chicken fingers. Yeah. But we remember going to grade school and having fish sticks. Oh, yeah. That so was one is, of the school lunches. For that's sure. it. Did they give you the toothpicks, or did you have to bring your own toothpick? You had to bring your own. Did they deep fry the, the no. fish stick? Okay. I, I'm pretty sure they were. Did they pan sear it, maybe? No. Okay. I think they were probably initially seared, then flash oh frozen. Is a fish stick fried fish? Well, we haven't got to that yet, but in the early 50s, it came time when the fish was not a huge mealtime favorite in the U.S., mainly due to poor refrigeration and storage. The American press are claiming that McKinney invented the fish stick and also being introduced to British consumers at the same time by companies such as Birdseye, Eskimo Foods, and Ross Group. However, there is a doubt that E. Robert Kinney popularized the fish stick among Americans, as American youngsters in particular. He grew up in Maine and started canning a canning business called North Atlantic Packaging Company and canning crabs, and otherwise he's discarded as a lobster fisherman. The fish stick, also known as Oh, the ocean's hot dog. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Does that make it more appealing? I don't I know, but that's what they, they were going with. <laughs> that's what they were going with because it was a mixture of these gr- ground fishes. Put me are- on a roller coaster and watch me throw up. That is disgusting. I'm a fan of the fish stick. As You're a, a fan of the hot dog, too. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, I'm not a hot dog. Do you Gross. put ketchup on your fish stick? Yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? Michael, there has to be more wine. Uh, well, there's Prosecco. Not all, yeah, not it. only is there more wine, but we actually have champagne here today. We yeah. did, yeah. I brought a bottle. No. I figured it'd be nice to pop it, it. It probably goes perfect with the dessert fish. Yeah, but I think so. <laughs> the Swedish fish and the Prosecco. So, was see how I well. brought the chicken and the fish in with this whole thing? Now, I'm going to bring something in real fast because we were talking about the seven fishes. Yeah. And you just talked about fish being unpopular because of refrigeration mm. and stuff. Why do you think that we have bacala? Bacala ah, is salted, salted cod fish, yeah. because they didn't have a way to refrigerate it, so they salted it, and that's why we have bacala. I don't like it. Me neither. Okay. Me neither. If it's done, so there's two ways that I, there's one way that I love it, and it's in a red sauce. I can't eat bacala just like bacala, like, yeah. like, like my nono used to, my grandfather, my pop, Rocabaldo. I can't do that. So completely submerged in red sauce? Yeah, like it's, it's, it's almost like you're making a normal sauce, a marinara sauce, no, no deep fried anything in there. And uh, you add the bacala in and let it cook for an hour or two, and it just kind of so absorbs it. So the salt sort of evaporates into the sauce, which is heavily acidic, so you're going to have... More balanced flavor Correct. that way. Correct. But you know, the cod itself, like like bacala itself, it's not like you salt it and put it right right in your dish. You actually no. have to clean soak it. Yes, dump you soak the water, it. That's correct. Sure. That's correct. It's crazy. It's it's a it's a three or four day process to make bacala. But there's a huge difference between two generations before us and our generation where 
you're at a certain level of poor where are you're just happy to have meat. Correct. No, that's And you do what you got to do. You do the soaking and the washing Correct. and all that you shit. You make a meatball if you have to. Right. You stretch the meat with the, <laughs> the breadcrumbs from the old stale bread and whatever other crap you had in the fridge. Yep. Speaking of which, you make a hell of a meatball. Don't start. <laughs> <laughs> Don't start. Um, Jonathan. Scooter suggests maybe if you sous vide your fish sticks, you'd enjoy them more. <laughs> Let's have some champagne. You want? All right. Will you drink champagne? Sure. Okay. I can never figure you out. Alcohol, cigars, okay. Fish stick, no way. That's well, fish that stick like has a campaign slogan. <laughs> that, that was a campaign right. slogan there, Dave. Say that again. Fish stick, no way. No, the the whole thing that you just said. Al, what'd you say? Alcohol, cigars, okay. Yeah. Fish stick, no way. That's that's oh, a campaign we go. slogan. That's <laughs> fantastic. There we go. Let's let's go with that. Uh, who was the chicken of the sea? Charlie. Would that no. be tuna fish? No. It's really? not Charlie. Jesus. Well, Starkist was Charlie tuna. Right. The chicken of the sea was the mermaid. Yeah. The mermaid. Huh. I wasn't chicken saying get out of the mermaid. It's actually yeah. the brand name of the tuna, Chicken of the Sea. See, right. And the, and the person or logo or whatever was, was the mermaid. mermaid. Mm. But Charlie Tuna was stockist. Mm. Huh? How about that? And now the tuna just comes in a bag or something, right? Right. <sighs> you don't like that. Not a fan of tuna, period, anyway. Yeah. No, ni- neither am I. Yeah? Neither am I. Not even raw? Nope. Really? Well, I love sushi. I can't eat raw tuna. I don't know what it is. What about anchovies, Alish? Yeah, I'll have it, it in moderation. In moderation. I like anchovies. Okay, so this is not French champagne. No, this no. is Prosecco. Prosecco, Italian it's champagne. Italian champagne. That's correct. Or Italian sparkling wine. Because right. you can't say correct. champagne. That's correct. Unless it was from Champagne, France. Yet you can say Connecticut when you talk about cigars that have wrappers from a seed that's light and ends up being Connecticut, but it's not from Connecticut. Yeah, there has to be something. Michael, how about a traditional Italian toast? Yes, for literally because we're at the end of the year. Centani, 100 years. Thank yes. you for our friendship. Continued forward. Good health and happiness and a wonderful holiday season to, to everybody. To Say that in Italian. To your firstborn, may it be a... Yes. A <laughs> may your first child be a masculine child. I said that at my, my sister's uh, really? wedding. That's may you put a stem on the apple. May, may your child, may your first idea. child be a masculine child, Jonathan. Do you know where that comes from? Uh, I have to imagine that it's some sort of godfather. Yes, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Was it he's the never third? seen The Godfather. Is it the third one? We, <coughs> he's never seen The Godfather. We no. have to change seats. This is yeah, it's Yeah, he should be voted off the island. I am My goodness. dumbfounded. My goodness. I'm not Italian. I'm so French. What? what does that have anything to do with it? Well, here's the thing. Barry said he would never see The Godfather. Barry also said he was going to change his last name. He then saw The Godfather and then never changed his last name. It was part of the agreement. We so, were all going to watch each other's favorite movie. No, we I never agreed to that. Rewind the tape. I never agreed to that. I said, be a I will not watch camp. The Godfather. Done. We're going to have a thing. When he's, on, when he's on duty, when he's paid, we sit there. Maybe at, maybe <laughs> at the national, at our, at our national, yeah. at our sales meeting, yeah. as the uh, with the staff meeting that we have every year. Yeah, instead of two hours of stats, we'll watch two hours and 20 minutes of The Godfather. Yeah. Yeah. Is that how long it is? It's like 2.20, 2.30. Yeah. He also said he'd eat grass. 
Yes. Well, I've eaten grass several times since. He also then. agreed not to take show. a tennis ball uh, to the whatever. Yeah. Mm. I'm, I'm supposed to do it. I'm supposed yeah. to hit him with the with the tennis ball. Mm. As, as hard as I can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, with your arthritic everything. <laughs> I'm scared. Um, so why was I expecting this to be stronger than number two? I don't expect that. So this is what I was talking about okay. before. The initial thought process. And, and – <clears throat> Spice-wise, it's true, but body-wise, it is not. Number one should be the lightest. Number two, the medium body. Number three, the fullest. But after smoking them and after smoking numerous of them and talking to the consumer, I'm on the same page as you. The number three is not as full-bodied as the number two, in my opinion. It presented on the initial light like it was going to be. It was so aggressive with the pepper. And then right when you thought, you know what? This is not going to be a balanced cigar. it, It switched over with the molasses and achieved balance again, and then it almost got to be too sweet, and then the pepper kicked back in. But this is definitely not the fullest bodied one. No. Number two is the fullest bodied. Of the and, three, I agree with. And I, I believe I like number two the best myself. Okay. I think if you're going to smoke these, you have to smoke all three. I do too. And that's the whole point of it. That's, okay. That's the whole point. Like as, you know, for retailers that have it, you guys do it well. Sell them as a package, one, two, and three, because that's the best way to get Well, why didn't you? Why didn't you package them one, two, three? Because you don't want to put in its own little three pack? No, we, we gave, we have bags, Master Age bags that we said, you know, if you want to, you can put the each one and sell it as a, a little. We were having this discussion downstairs. That's, okay. This is an interesting it, discussion that we it, had downstairs. It should too. be a three pack. Just for the fun of, of yeah. doing this. And again, you can cut them in half, which is what we did. Yep. And, you know, spent- you had six cigars. Do you know the reason why we actually started cutting Toscano in half? No. Can I talk about that for a yeah. second? Yeah. So it was too cheap to buy two? No, well, no, not in so many <laughs> words, but, you know, there, maybe. Um, so Toscano itself is two ways to smoke it full or in Italian, ale marimana, or cut in half a mazzetto. So t- the whole reason that we cut the Toscano cigar in half initially was bec- due to the wars, the two world wars. Before the war hit, production was up, demand was way up. Then the war hits, everything falls, the war ends, production can't get off its feet fast enough, demand increases rapidly. So to keep up with that demand, they started to cut the Toscano cigar in half and sell it by the half stick. Oh! And then they got caught up with production and they started to sell the Toscano whole again. But we also use it as a cigar of friendship, El Ciclo de la Machizia, where you could cut it in half, share it with a friend. You know, that's how the coffee break started? Was yeah. after the war, uh, during the war, they had women doing the, uh, it was the Weaver Tie Company, and they had women going in, and they found that the women stopped or slowed their production dramatically at about the five-hour mark. So they met with them, and they said, you know, what, what do you need? And they said, well, you know, give us a couple of breaks, give us some coffee and tea so we can recharge, and that's where the eight-hour workday got split into two coffee breaks, huh. and they found their production went way up. How about that? Look at this. Look how we're learning here. I, I remember going into a cigar factory the first time, and at a certain time, somebody came in with, with a big cylinder and little shot glasses, and they put them down, and they put this little amount of coffee in each one with all the sugar in it, too. And then they passed it out to everybody, which is pretty genius because it's only this big, but it's potent. And boom, everybody does it, and then you watch everybody ramp right up. Oh, yeah. Five minutes later, everybody's whoop, and they yeah. start right up. So give everybody a little shot, uh, which... Might be a good thing for all businesses, right? Yeah, let's do it with scotch. Not scotch. That that's just yeah. slows you down. <laughs> let's do it with it's scotch. not going to make you go faster. <laughs> no, but I'll enjoy the day better. 
yeah. little cocaine break <laughs> <laughs> or something. That only works rain. when you drive in a train. Yeah. All right, so uh, we're going to figure out which one is our favorite, and we'll, we'll have that at the end, and we'll give it an order of what we think, one, two, and three. But let's take a break, and when we come back, we have a confessional. Maybe Michael will uh, confess something to us. We have letters in the mailbox, a prize to give away, and lots more. We're live in the Toscano Cigar Soundstage with Michael Cappellini from Toscano Cigars, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars in the new Drew Diplomat app. Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Pavada Number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Since 1989, Nestor and Mariana Miranda have subscribed to one family, one vision with Miami Cigar & Company. Since their inception, the Miranda family has fulfilled their dream by creating some of the best cigars on the market today. Cigars like Nestor Miranda Special Selection, which is produced in Nicaragua, featuring an oily Nicaraguan Habano wrapper that the Cigar Authority named their 2019 Cigar of the Year. And the Don Lino Africa, which celebrates Nestor's love of big game animals. These soft box-pressed cigars feature an authentic Cameroon binder, which creates delicious nuances and crescendos. Miami Cigar invites you to try these brands at your favorite tobacconist. You only have one life. How will you live yours? Experience the rich tradition of the legendary H. Upman brand with the latest addition to their iconic 1844 line. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo uses a rich, well-balanced blend of Nicaraguan, Honduran, and Dominican tobaccos and an extra-aged wrapper that offers a deep aroma with a bold finish. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo is sure to please adult smokers looking for a delicious, handmade, premium smoke that is aged to perfection. Surgeon General warning, tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, 
Nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more. It's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. This is Eric Newman from the J.C. Newman Cigar Company, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority. And we are back Toscano Cigars with Michael Capellini, and uh, we are on the Toscano Cigar Sound Stage, so thank you for uh, supporting The Cigar Authority all this time. Thank you, guys. I said it earlier. You guys have helped us immensely. Really, So you're staying on. We're staying on, baby. Staying on, no, because a lot of people are looking for your position, actually. I know, I've heard that. <laughs> yes. I've heard that. There's uh, a, there, there is something about, and maybe it's an Italian thing, maybe it's how you were brought up, but you and Dave share a trait, and that is no matter how hard the balls are being busted, it's a laugh because that was the intention. Yeah. And I, I very much appreciate, I know we bust balls and we, we uh, tease each other a little bit, but I very much appreciate the fact that at the end, we can shake hands, we can hug, and I look forward to seeing you the next time because there, there's no butthurtness that's happening. He like I, I wish I could say the same, Mr. Jonathan. Li- <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan likes the hug. I give talk. you Exhibit A. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, no need to hug you either. <laughs> uh, so, what's Christmas look like at the Capolino fa- Capolini family this year? Red and green, or do you have different colors? Do you want me to answer the question? I want you to put your mic next to your mouth. (laughs) Do you want me to answer the question? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. No, but Christmas really is, it's always been, and any of my friends, my wife, anybody, they'll tell you it's my favorite time of year. Regardless of what, it's just an amazing time of year. Christmas for us is, uh, I was brought up in a household that, you know, we had the means to really buy gifts, buy gifts, but ultimately it's it's just about being with family. Yeah. It's just about being together. It's about the meal. Like, you know, Christmas Eve, um... It's my favorite favorite day, even more so than Christmas Day, because I do a little what I say in, in our town, because my town's heavily Italian, a circolo, a circle, yeah, cool where I stop in, I stop in to all the old timers' houses, and they always have wine ready for us. To my mother's chagrin, I show up at like two o'clock in the afternoon, half uh, half yeah. in the bag, ready to yeah. cook the, the the New Year's Eve or the Christmas Eve dinner, and then we have Christmas Eve dinner, usually consisting of you know sometimes ten, sometimes fifteen uh, people. Yep, not fish. <laughs> Seven fish, um, goldfish excluded, and. Uh, you know, then we have our awesome dinner where we sit around the tree. You know, one of my favorite traditions that we have, though, is one that was started by my late nonno, where we, we uh, were in the kitchen preparing dinner and we sing Tuscende Dalle Stelle, uh, which is the Italian Christmas song. And uh, right, that's right before dinner. So we do that. We have our dinner. Then we go to midnight mass. And then we wake up the next morning with gifts and everything. And Christmas. And a hangover. Well, if you start early enough the next day, you can't have the hangover. But. Uh, 
Christmas Day has become a, a really, really, really awesome time for, for us because, number one, my niece and nephew, uh, they just make it better. They come in Christmas Day, so that just makes everything better. And now with a baby on the oh, way, wait till it's, next year. it's going to be the best. I get, I, guess, I get goosebumps you know, even thinking about it. Yeah. It's just really going to be something uh, incredibly special. And I just hope that our child is raised the way that I was raised and my wife was raised, where family's most important. It's not really about the gifts. It's about being with everybody. Well, you're going to be there to raise the kid, I hope. So yeah. then it, it should be raised that way. <laughs> so so I'll leave it to Mr. Jonathan. I'm having a very sentimental moment yes. on the Cigar Authority none of to that. just throw it right in there. We're now, not allowed to have feelings. I, I uh, invented something for the Thanksgiving holiday that I think would do your family a, a great service. Can't it's wait. Called, hold on. Hold on. He's having a drink because he has to. Go it's ahead. called the Lichen. So I took all my living room furniture out of the living room and I put it in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. So now, while I'm cooking, everyone can be sitting on comfortable furniture, oh, and I the like, party like that. is in the kitchen. I like but that. everyone's seated; they're not underfoot. I can I can move around and be stealthy and quick yep. and get to the fridge. Yep. and everybody's just seated comfortably. Yeah, I agree with that. Well, I mean, our kitchen anyway is is the nucleus of our house on Christmas. No matter what, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, the week. Leading up to it's it's our it's our kitchen and and I, I just have such fond memories of my my Papa Rocabaldo walking in with my Graham and Graham being there early getting the getting everything ready and and Pop walking in right before dinner or the smelts ready that's his infamous saying as he walks in the kitchen so you know there's just so many good things that that our Christmas is. Um, filled with and i i understand that a lot of families don't have that and i i just and i feel terrible about that and it's and it's hard during this time of year for a lot of people but just know that uh you know those that are struggling those that don't have exactly what some others do you're in our thoughts you're in our prayers this holiday season and you know we hope for a better 2023 that's something i've never said are the smelts ready yep (laughs) well it is (laughs) me neither there is something to be said and I, i have some old school italian friends and you go to their house for whatever the party is, and it is the grandmother and it is the mother in the kitchen, and there's no communication back and forth. It's just everybody has their job. They know exactly what they're doing. It's like, you're responsible for the sauce. Don't fuck it up. I got this. And there's 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 a burn. lot of yelling. Stir but it. Don't let it burn. That's right. it. That's the biggest thing. If the yes. sauce burns, Christmas oh, is ruined. Screwed. It's over. And we just uh, oh, another tradition that I love at Christmas is um, last week. It's usually the week between Thanksgiving and the first of December. The Yankee Swap. We no, but that's a, we used to do that. We don't do that anymore. But we used to do that. The best thing about that week is is that's the week that's Ravioli week. Ah. Where we make our homemade ravioli. Ravioli for a week? week? Yeah, no, but that's you know it takes it takes a day to make the the meat. Then it takes you know you you get together a couple days later, a couple bottles of wine in between, and you make the pasta. And then that night you're rolling the pasta. I have pictures I'll show you guys later of mom and Graham, myself, my aunt, my wife, my father, my grandfather. We're all in the kitchen, and it's just the Christmas music is playing. There's no better time of year. Traditional ravioli? Or do you go crazy like with little squid inks? No, 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 no. No, traditional ravioli because again we go based on what our family. Hang had on back a second, in, you glossed go. over something there. there. Go. go ahead. Who puts squid ink in pasta? You've never, that is not a filling. You've never had black ravioli. They're good. Yeah, they're good. Real good. No, they are good. They really are. I'm 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 with Barry on this one. You take a bite you, of the ravioli you, and it looks like you got blood. You're in un- your mouth. No, you're, you're uncivilized. No. 
no. In, in the dough. Listen, in the, the dough, dough, you put yeah. the squid ink in the dough. You don't put the, the, the ink sack inside the ravioli right. and bite, and it comes let out. Me, let me just teach you Italian something here. Uh, oh, there's this boy. thing Please. called food coloring. You just you could put a couple squirts it of that, and then you don't have to have no. squid ink. No, no. The, the squid ink, it, it, it adds a flavor profile that's hard to explain, but it changes the pasta itself. It's and don't tell me that it doesn't Back me up on this. Because you've that's, never... That's poor people food. They they're coloring their food with the ink. It absolutely no. is a, poor people. Food. Everything that we have is poor people. Yes. Food. Yeah. It's all poor people Everything. food. And you're yeah. proud of it. Yeah. That's where we came from. Where do you think it. meatballs come from? Can yeah. you just get a ribeye? Won't eat them. Huh? Can you just get a ribeye <laughs> no, and put that in the ravioli? Ribeye's not. But for Thanksgiving, you know, we have a traditional American Thanksgiving. Always a turkey. Yep. Because yeah. it is an American. And holiday, I made so. I made the turkey this year, and I am proud to say, with a chip on my shoulder, my mother, my father, my grandparents, my in laws all said it was the best turkey that they've ever there had. There we go. With so the we'll... help of my father in law, though. Yeah, okay. but, but do you add a lasagna nope. with your turkey? <laughs> nope. Pasta. <laughs> nope. No. Pure it's traditional American. turkey with all the all the fixes. Dave's uh, house, you add some. Italian well, Dave's melon. Dave's had Raviolis. a tradition of uh, stolen mac and cheese for about eight years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, do you have a confession to make today? Yeah, so we were talking well, about... Oh, 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 we got to do the throw. It's time Sorry. for the confessional. It's brought to you by All Saints Cigars. It's time for the confessional. Brought to you by All Saints Cigars. Featuring the All Saints St. Francis. Voted the 2021 Cigar of the Year. All Saints Cigars. <laughs> name of the Churchill, Toro, and Robusto. <laughs> Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. And how long has it been, my son, since your last St. Francis uh, uh, <clears throat> confession? There you go, my It's been one week since my last confession. And what is it that you have to confess today, my son? Go ahead. So, uh, this is an ongoing joke with my friends. We Does had- it involve lotion? No. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. No, it does not. Uh... We used to play basketball when we were younger in my buddy John's back, like, sun room, okay? And it was surrounded by windows. Stupid to begin with, right? So one day we were playing, and I happened to uh, nudge my buddy Jake, and his head went through one of the windows. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Nudge. And for... We have a term in English for that. It's called shove. Shove, yeah, okay. Until today, I always blame Jake, saying he just tripped and, like, dove into the window. But my confession is, and this caused a lot of dissension in our friend ranks for a while, because somebody had to pay for the window. I ended up not paying for the window. Oh. Wow, you're a I real probably, piece of shit. I probably <laughs> hit Jake too hard, and it was probably really my fault. That's probably, that's, and, and, and if they're watching this show. Not a full confession, but I'll, I'll give you credit. I'll, I'll never in my life be able to live this one down. But that's really, that's a true story. And you didn't pay for the window. Mm-mm. And I won't pay for it now either. I'm not going to give him his money back. <laughs> no. Just, no. Yeah, it's past no, the. It's, it's uh, well past the. What is that? The seven year window. Yeah, but what do they say? Window? Statute of limitations. <laughs> that's the word I was looking for. Yeah. Uh, seven year window. And if you wonder where window. that term came from, uh, <laughs> it's from breaking somebody's window and after seven years, you're all set. <laughs> No, he needs a penance, right? Yes, he does. Oh, jeez. You're an animal. For your penance, you must buy and smoke one full box of all Saint cigars this week. Do you smoke other people's cigars? I do. Do you smoke traditional cigars? No, I do. Yeah. All right, good. I, know, I, I do it because what, uh, 
it's important for me to understand what's out there too. Yeah. Well, also, I mean, like we smoke Toscano as a little bit of a departure from our normal cigar yeah. smoking. He smokes other people's cigars, so as he a has a departure, departure from Toscano. From Toscano. That's one hundred percent valid. Yeah. Okay. Valid. All right. Good. Now, I do love the fact that St. Francis is the whole theme of that because there we go. He's an Umbrian saint. Yes, he is. He's from Umbria. Yeah. So. <laughs> okay. Uh, Glad I know that now. So you get the information you get tonight is. Unvaluable. Uh, it's unbelievable what you're well, getting. I hate to it, bring this up, but I have to. It, well, we it's invaluable. 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 We need to draw our attention no, to the fact <laughs> that I have competed in five meatball competitions. There is only one person that I have decidedly beaten. Yes. In that competition, it and it is the one, Michael Capellini. It is. It's the only Soundly person. thrashed <laughs> I don't by know one place. <laughs> now, Listen. Did, did they let you back in your Italian club? Do you, re- do you, do you remember what, the, what my boss said when he saw the thing? Yeah, he you said, were out. It's been a wonderful couple of years with you in Toscano. <laughs> it's time to call it quits, though. <laughs> the fact that an Italian lost the meatball competition has well, been. Well, we're doing it again, and... Um, the Cigar Authority presents live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire, the Meatball 2023. It's an evening including Garofalo pasta and five different meatballs, and you will be the judge if you're a part of this, uh, which includes salad, garlic bread, dessert, plus two new United Cigars will be introduced for the first time. It is Thursday, January 26, 2023 at 6 p.m. There are some tickets available. There's 11. Out of the 50 available spots, there are 11 spots left. 11 spots left. It will feature the 2021 and 2022 champion, Oliver Nouveau from United Cigars. And competing this year for the trophy will, of course, be Oliver Nouveau reigning champion. Uh, he's a two-time champion, and he plans on changing it up. And has a trick up his sleeve, and he said this will be – he'll be the first person to win three times. If he approaches you to get your recipe, please give it to him. <laughs> Because Mr. Jonathan will also be competing this time for the fifth year in a row. Who got Um, stuck with him? He has been in this competition since its inception and barely squeezed out a tie for fourth place. Third place. Um, And um, uh, he will be on hand to do it also. But uh, in our audience right today is, is an Irish girl. Can't get more Irish than Megan, Megan Murphy. And she's the first. I female. think her middle name might be Kelly. It's it might be Megan Kelly Murphy. And she's the first female to ever enter the competition, and the first Irish person ever. And uh, it'll be the first be bitch amazed. I beat. Yeah. Wow. Oh, people will wow. be amazed, says Megan, and she will take the crown as the queen of the meatball at the end of this. We'll see if she does it. We also have Bernie De Flores. He owns a, owned a successful restaurant, but now maintains the computers here at Two Guys um, starting on January 1st. So he's going to be our computer guy at Nerds to Go. And um, he says he's a meatball pro and expects victory. And lastly, is Joey Anetti, who won the comedy, um, mm-hmm. Dueling Comedians uh, Comedy Championship. Joke and Smoke. Uh, Joke and Smoke. He grew up in East Boston, where a meatball is part of his daily diet. <laughs> Joey is a stand-up comedian, and his meatballs are nothing to laugh about. He also looks a little bit like a meatball. So, Whoa, I mean, he's got a oh decided boy. advantage. Boy, I'll for tell you some, what. For he somebody who's throwing. like come at the bottom consistently, you sure talking a lot of smack. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not in last place on the panel here, though. So, uh, 
<laughs> with the second that Barry started talking, I knew that. Was, <laughs> you know, I knew it was coming. and we celebrate Mr. Jonathan's birthday at this. This is how this whole thing came about. Fifty nine ninety nine. If you want a ticket, just because you lost doesn't mean you can't come back. So oh, people d- listen to me. Keep coming back. I'm going to tell you something right now. Okay, <laughs> this has been uh, when you talk about PTSD. This is PTSD. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for an Italian to lose the meatball competition. Yeah. They come in last. But wait, there weren't any Italians in the audience. No it's kidding. not a fair no competition. Now listen, you said it. I didn't. It's not okay, a fair so. competition but for you. I, uh, I just want to say I wish everybody well except for Jonathan. I hope everybody does really well. I hope you in particular take the cake. We had our discussion yesterday. Don't use nutmeg apparently because in New England nobody knows what nutmeg is. <laughs> yeah, nutmeg is something that you put on mulled cider, not oh on a meatball. God, I can't. But whatever. I can't. Me, me and Barry and Ed has all tried it. Once yeah. we lost, we bowed out. Comfortably and quietly, gracefully. Uh, and Mr. Jonathan just yeah. keeps going. Grace is not what you would consider my strong suit. No, Keep no, I don't. Himself. I don't agree with that. <laughs> but my money's on Megan. She looks like she knows how to handle balls. The following message was submitted through the contact us page. Oh, we got a prize to give away. <clears throat> we got a prize to give away. All right. So this week's email of the week is brought to you by Monte Cristo, and this week's prize is a pen that may or may not be filled with lotion. It isn't. It's a beautiful there is pen. A set of rocks glasses. There is a lapel pin and a pocket square. And speaking of pocket squares, this has been bothering me. For the last half hour. Yeah, pull that shit. I didn't see that it was down. I'm there sorry. we go. <laughs> All right. That's a Toscano pocket square. I like it. Huh? I like it's it a, a gift lot. With I would rock that. Ooh. Huh? I just throw these, I throw these things at him all the time. He goes back and he tells his bosses, I got this great idea, but it's okay. They're Don't not- let the bosses listen to the show. They'll know you didn't come up with that idea yourself. Yeah, trust me, they are. They listen every time I'm on. The following that's, that's message why I almost got fired. <laughs> was submitted through the contact dust page of thecigarauthority.com. And Chad writes, just a thank you. Gentlemen, including Mr. J. <laughs> I've been smoking cigars for a few years, but I still consider myself a noob. I have a pretty stressful job. I've been a police officer for about 23 years, and I've been a detective for about 15 years. My primary case file assignment is sex crimes and computer crimes with an occasional homicide. So I see some of the worst people that you can imagine doing the worst things you can imagine to women and children. Cigars is one of my escapes from the world. When I cannot smoke cigars, your show is one of my escapes. I listen at work, at home, and on my motorcycle. That's a hardcore fan. You thought you were a fan, Adam? That's a hardcore fan. He listens on his motorcycle. I enjoy a variety of cigar-related information and the entertainment that you provide. I do not have any witty comments like the emails you've read on your show, so I will just say thank you. Stay safe. Sign Chad. All right. So a police detective. Thank you for your and, service, yeah, by the way. You know what? I, I'd, like, I'd like to show he's able to smoke. So means he was in there for a long period of time because new cops cannot smoke. Yeah, it says 23 years. Okay. Uh, what can we do to change that? Can we do something to fight to allow police and fire people that, um, you know, able to escape on time off? And it's probably going to do them a lot of good and allow them to. If we elected a libertarian for president, we could pro- and and also all of the members of the Senate and the House yeah, of Representatives. Good luck. good luck with that. We could yeah. pull that off. All right. So Jonathan, anyway, Chad, did, did you say librarian? Yeah. <laughs> Following message was submitted through the contact us page of thecigarauthority.com and Danny writes, "A dark day. This might be the most tragic story of the year for the show, but I needed to share with you all and give a warning." To the other new smokers out there, 
I'm currently traveling internationally for work, and of course, I wanted to bring some cigars. I figured I'd give out a bunch, have a couple a week, so I brought about 45 cigars. Well, it turns out I misread the country's import rules and was only allowed three cigars total. This meant I had to pay $800 to Uh. keep about $450 worth of cigars or make the heart-wrenching choice of what to keep. I decided to keep about 15, but the others I had to throw into the trash personally. Wow. What country is this? Is it okay if I finish? Yeah. It might, it might, you may your, be there. Your question might be answered. <laughs> Some were easy to eliminate, uh, but there was one that I knew I had to keep, the Cigar Authority Lancero. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it serves me right for not trying it earlier. I've never had a good Lancero, but I really didn't want to miss out on this one. Because you can never have it again. Th- <laughs> Thankfully, you guys know what you're doing, and it was worth the hassle. I had it tonight, and it was by far the best one I've ever had. Of course, this would have all been avoided if I had just read the law before I traveled. So to all new smokers, please know the rules before you travel. I will be listening from New Zealand this week and hopefully Antarctica next week. I just have to ration these cigars until then. So not necessarily it is New Zealand. It is New Zealand. They're (laughs) pieces of shit over there. New Zealand and Australia are the worst (laughs) countries to travel to with cigars if you're caught. Wow. So he bought 450 He had to pay 800 in taxes. It's almost 200%. Yeah. Yep. And what yeah, do they it's say? It's even higher in Australia. What do they say? How much is a cigar worth? Do they go through some database? I'm or? pretty sure it goes by weight. Wow, man. Lancero was the keeper because it weighs the least. <laughs> right. Right? <laughs> All right. That is, that is number two. We're picking our favorite here, uh, Michael, of the three to come in. Got it. This... Um, Message was submitted through the contact us page. It is Jeff writing, and it's too long to read the whole thing because I have to sing some of it. All right. You can skip that part. Get your phones out. Season's greetings, boys. With the weather turning about as cold and gray as last week's mailbag, I figured it was time to draft y'all a new holiday season surprise. With much ado, here you go. Read along with the soundtrack or rhythm of The Grinch. You're a mean one, Mr. Jonathan. You really are a heel. You're as cuddly as a cactus and as charming as an eel, Mr. Jonathan. You're a bad draw with a greasy candela wrapper tasting of cinnamon Chinese pea pods. (laughs) Just one more verse. I'm going to move to the end. Thank God. (laughs) You're a rotter, Mr. Jonathan. You're the king of sinful snots. Your heart is a dead tomato splotched with pur- moldy purple spots, or is it plume, Mr. J? Your soul is an appealing ash heap of overflowing with the most disgraceful assortment of deplorable fake cohibas imaginable, mangled up and tangled up in yellow ribbons. And polka dot spots. You're a mean nice. one, huh? Mr. J. And uh, we should have came to really a screeching halt. A That's a voice. What you did is a disgrace. Yeah, That's a voice. Let him do it. He could do it. A mean one. He actually sings that on Mr. the regular. Mr. J. He does. I've in heard mid- it. Yeah, in the middle of the year, it doesn't matter. You're a monster, <laughs> Mr. J. <laughs> Wait, can we after the show? Can we? Because that's going to be my ringtone for Mr. Jonathan now moving forward. So we have to pick the winner. Of those three, we have uh, Chad, uh, thank you, he's the police detective. We have uh, Danny, 
who uh, is a doctor, is just traveling, they had to pay all that money. And we have Jeff, Mr. Grinch. Mr. Jonathan. Well, we know I'm voting for the police officer back to blue, so number one got my vote. I'm with Barry on this. Really? I agree 100%. Yeah, that that pulls at the heartstrings a little bit more than any of the other two. As much as I loved seeing Mr. Jonathan be ripped in that song, and as bad as I feel for the guy that paid a lot, the the policeman needs to... And, and all policemen need to be allowed to smoke cigars. Absolutely. We have to, how can we start some sort of campaign to change this? There was, there was a guy down in Alabama that, that used to buy a ton of Toscano. He was a sheriff. He used to buy a ton of Toscano and put it in every squad car. I don't know if that happens anymore. Or not. <laughs> wow. I'm, seri- no, I'm serious. So I don't, I don't know if that's a thing, but it's, it, yeah. I, yeah, I know in Miami the police officers smoked. There was a listener in here that said Florida police officers could smoke. In New York City, I know a lot of cops that still smoke in the squad car with their partners. If they've uh, been in long enough. But the new ones that get in, it has something to do with the insurance or something like that and say, no, they can't do it. And, uh, I'm well, they certainly by- can't smoke in the squad car. I'm I'm told that uh, if they catch them with nicotine in their system, that they're immediately fired uh, because they're smoking vape cigarettes, cigars, it doesn't matter, they're out. Yet if they find marijuana or drugs in there, they put them in rehab and they keep their job and they get paid while they're in rehab. Hmm. But if it's, if it's a cigar, God forbid, gone. That's it. And I think they need to be able to have their downtime and relaxation time and not go to drugs, go to a cigar. Amen. What can we do? Can we do something? 2023, can we change a law? The Cigar Authority changes the law. Wouldn't that be something? Be, the whole thing would be worth it if we could pull something off like that. Amen. Maybe yeah, somebody out sorry. there knows how we can go about doing this. Uh, go to the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. Let us know how to do and it, Dave, and we will. Ripley Fan 1 says, in New Zealand, cigars, the tax is a buck a gram. So that... That would add up. So is it per Instagram photo? (laughs) No, no. No, no. This is the metric system. Uh, Gram weight. Mm -hmm. Wow. It's a lot. Yep. And you're allowed three cigars. For how long? I'm there for a week. Three cigars. That won't get me to breakfast. No. You know where you're not going. I'm not going there. That's it. And That's if it. they get enough people not to go, maybe they end up saying, okay, we got to stop this shit because we're losing. They also have a lot of weird bugs and animals that I oh, wouldn't yeah. want to run across. Oh, everything so on, in their yeah. godforsaken places will kill you. All right. The after show is on Wednesday. What topic have we discussed we were going to do? I think we're going to talk about um, cigar brands. Okay. How to create one. Create a brand know, from the what bottom. What sizes up. should you have? All right. What wrappers, that sort of a thing. All right. That being said, let's get to it. Let's get to the classic day in classic history, and it's brought to you by Classic Cigars. It's time for This Day in Classic History, brought to you by Classic Cigars. Classic Cigars are now the most affordable cigar brand in America. Priced as low as two ninety nine for the Corona, and still under 4 bucks for the 6x60. Classic Cigar has something for everyone. The Classic Connecticut is light and smooth. The Classic Maduro is bold, but never overpowering. Classic Cameroon sits somewhere in between, with hints of sweetness. And the Classic Cuban is a real knockoff with flavors of old-time Havanas. Classic Cigars are sold in cost-saving bundles of 20, and sold in five great sizes. Classic Cigars. 
the most affordable premium handmade cigar in America. Classic cigars. Who is our champion right now? That would be I. Mr. Jonathan really tries in the month of December real hard because he wants to end the year with him winning. And if he does, then he considers himself the winner of the year. So try very hard to beat Mr. Jonathan today. He's going to go first. You can go to Ed Sullivan as your helper okay. through this. If, if you but keep to. in mind, Ed Sullivan was a loser last week. So right. I have seven questions. It'll be five questions and two tiebreakers. Two tiebreakers. Five questions, That's two tiebreakers. A lot of questions. Going to Mr. Jonathan first. Born today is Bobby Flay. American celebrity chef, restaurateur, born in New York City, New York, today. See where I'm going with the theme of the I, show? I, I, it's yes. unbelievable how I, I do this. But it's Bobby Flay's birthday today. What year was he born, Mr. Jones? 1963. 63, he says. 64. Yeah, you well, it would be Michael, Michael Capellini. Oh, sorry. I'm going to go 61. 64. Did you look it up? No. Two points for Barry Stein. Damn it. Oh, he's a big man. He looked boy. it up. And then over to Michael Capellini. The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn by Mark Twain was published in the UK and Canada today for the first time. What year was that? Oh, God. That's an old one. Uh, I'm going to lean on Ed. What do you think there, buddy? Uh, let's go sometime around 1843. Okay. Sounds good. 1843 says... I got 1894. 94. I got 1901. Because it's Canada. And uh, Michael Capellini will take that as 1843 because those guys are over. It's 1884. So uh, one point for Michael Capellini. Two points for Barry because he got it exact. And over to Barry. Superman the movie starring. Wait, how many points do I have? Zero. Just checking. Superman, the movie starring Christopher Reeves, Marlon Brando, Gene Hackman, and Margot Kidder premieres today. Superman, the movie. 1981. 1981, he says, Mr. Jonathan. 1976. 1976. 79. 79. It was 78. Mr. Jonathan will take the point. Now we're getting serious. God, I was going to say it. So we have one point for Mr. Jonathan, one point for... For Michael and two points for Barry. We have two questions left with two tiebreakers. Over to Mr. Jonathan. American boxer Muhammad Ali fought his last professional belt. By <laughs> what, what, what did he fight? <laughs> his, his last professional bout, losing to Trevor Burdick in a decision today. Ali's last bout professionally. 1982. 82, he says. Michael. My turn? Yep. 80. 80. 81. 81. Ooh, 80, 81, 82. 80, 81, 82. Somebody's got two points. Barry Stein, two you points. You son of a bitch. 81. I think so I think Barry did his homework. Yeah, he, he's, he won. I just don't want to come in last again. Uh, but <laughs> you wouldn't go looking for... I think you know what I'm going for now. Yeah, that's correct. You, you wouldn't go looking that's for... Correct professional fight you go looking for when they were born or died so i don't think barry ah, thank one. you sir no he's got a paper over his computer it's not like he could look yeah. he's not arguing over to michael capellini for the last question in case we need a tiebreaker but i can't see <laughs> well, how you and i are tied so we may need a tiebreaker here we go this crap again uh died today Ooh. died today american comedian and actor richard pryor 
who revolutionized comedy with his frank and controversial style. He died at the age of 65. It was today. What year did Richard Pryor die? I'm going to do fast math, and I'm not good with that. My wife's making fun of me as we speak. <laughs> Carry the one. You have a pen. I can't do that. Uh... I'm not adding anything. <laughs> While we're young. I don't know. 60, six, no. Uh, 44. Died. died. Died in 1944. Oh, he died in 1944? I don't Wait, know. What year did he die? You want to phone a friend? Yeah, do you want to listen yeah, to I, the I fucking to question? Oh, yeah. Wait, can you say the question again? Richard Pryor died today. What year? Oh, what, what year did he die? Uh, let's say 80, 83. 83. Barry. 87. 87. 92. 2005. So... 92 will take the points. Son of I came in so last again. Michael Capolini I lost twice is to Jonathan. A loser. I hate this. I can't. I'm, me. I'm never coming back. <laughs> I quit. You know, your best buddy. You don't even. the guy you want around. He makes you look good. Yeah, that's why I'm doing this, actually. That's so it. You know, I knew exactly the answer to every question. I appreciate I just, that. I was trying to help I you appreciate out. appreciate that. Okay, final thoughts. What is the best Toscano master aged? One, two, or three? Ed Sullivan says number two. Number two. Number two. Number two. Numero dos. Wow, it's number one. And what is it? Three. Three. (laughs) (laughs) You know I did that on purpose, right? Yeah, but number two takes it. Number two was the fullest bar. It is. Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. the most complex, too. Uh, And you would think it would be number three, um, but number one is the mildest. And I urge you to try all three. I mean, you if you're absolutely gonna, if you're gonna have this, to try all three so that you can make your own yeah, conclusion. If you're going to do it, um, but I'll be a regular to number one. I like it. I like it. It's a winner. Uh, we had fun. It was a blast. All Thank right. you guys as always. You guys Thank are the you. best. Thank you for supporting the Cigar Authority. Merry Christmas, uh, and wait till next year's Christmas. You guys celebrate uh, Christmas in Italy. <laughs> Hey, you do know that my grandparents' hometown in Gubbio, well, my dad's side, they uh, they have the largest Christmas tree in the world. Hmm. What Go about the 4th of July? Do you have that? Yeah, we have the largest Christmas Italy, tree in the world. Yes. Look it up. Really? Yeah. Seriously. Look it up. Google it right now. Google for the picture. record, um, there's a 4th of July in every country. Yeah, but it's not called the 4th of July. It's Independence what? Day. It's, it's the Republic. <laughs> I didn't say anything about it. Independence Day. <laughs> All right, largest, largest Christmas, Christmas tree in the there world. There it is, right there. First yep. thing, Gubbio, Italy. Yep. Mount, Mount uh, Montangino. Thank you. Here we go. <laughs> Since 1981, it can be seen up to 30 miles away. Wow. I'm going to say this, Michael. This has been the show where you have delivered the most useless facts yes. of <laughs> any show you've been on ever. I would like to point out it's not actually a tree. On the mountain, they do the lights and the shape of yeah, the tree. Yeah, we do do, but that's it's still the largest Christmas Wait tree. Wait a world. minute. There's no yeah. tree? No. no. Look it up. Ed you, have, Ed, you have 75 <laughs> screens in front of you. Look up what we're talking Leave about. Leave it here. to the Italians <laughs> to stretch the truth. Unbelievable. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for coming on the show. Next week on the Cigar Authority, ask us anything. This could be a train wreck, um, but we will take it live messages from like our viewers and just listeners and uh, just ask us anything. Uh, we're just coming in with nothing, and uh, we'll see how it plays out. Um, and uh, it can be about cigars or it can be about anything. It doesn't matter. Until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And thanks to Michael Capolini, you actually may have learned something today, no matter how useless it was. It surely was not from you, Mr. Jonathan. Which bon, makes you bon Natale. The Cigar Authority. Benuti a titi boy. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.